to dissect girls. Did you know I'm utterly insane? Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? The blackest dies. Oh, God. Come on! Welcome back to the Skewered Universe podcast. My name is Jeff. Leanne is not with me on this episode, but it's January, so you guys know what that means. We did this last year. We're doing it again. It's January is for Giallo. And we're doing a fun movie, but I couldn't do this alone. So you remember him from previous episodes. He was here last year for our Giallo coverage. We talked about opera. and We're going to talk about another movie tonight. Please welcome Mr. Chuck Nasty to the show. How are you doing, Chuck? You might remember me from such pictures as, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> what you said, I was just like, hi, I'm Troy McClure. You might yeah, remember I don't, me. I don't know why that popped into my head. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I think because over on Tales, Ron has been talking about watching The Simpsons so damn much. It's one of the greatest shows of all time. I can't argue with that. And uh, and also, I mean, like as yeah. a as a... Uh, as a kid that grew up when that shit was really kind of blowing up as i'm sure mm-hmm. you were as well um oh, yeah. treehouse of horror is still something that i watch religiously and my kid watches it uh about as much as i do actually probably more now yeah i i <laughs> go through all the treehouse of horror episodes once a year every halloween mm-hmm. that's i marathon every one of them and if the newer newest one is available i watch it if i have to watch it on tv i'll just dvr it and watch it later but Oh, I still get excited about it. Yeah. I totally still get excited about them. They're all just still really good. They pair. I mean, they're really, I mean, Simpsons has always been great about parodying shit, parodying shit. Is that right? Yeah. And, um, uh, and they're just that, that they just hit all the right spots. I mean, I remember when they did the whole, um, you know, the Willie thing and made him, you know, made him Freddie. Mm-hmm. It was kind of perfect, you know, yeah. that kind of shit though. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's been a while since we had you on, man. So what have you been up to lately? Fuck, man. God, uh, let's see. I've been writing like a motherfucker. Uh, nice. I, uh, I've been, um, we've been finishing up. We, we're done with the recordings of our new album in Bastard Sons of a Scope. Oh, um, cool. Congrats. Uh, thank you. And uh, we're working on the cover and everything right now and hopefully be uh, filming a video. Um, hopefully sooner than later. And, uh, yeah, like it's 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 we're we're more proud of this than anything we've ever done, I think. And uh, playing the the songs out live, people seem to really enjoy it. So we're excited about that. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, back to the writing thing. That's pretty much been it's the grind, man. I've been working on. Uh, let's see, I've been working on the railroad. No, I uh, I've been. <laughs> God damn, I can't help but to do it. Um, but I, I've been working on four. Uh, four stories for four different anthologies that I'm going to be a part of. 
Oh. Um, I've been asked to, to do two of them, which means like, um, like I, it's kind of nice to, to not have to, to, to submit anything. It's just, I'm already there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one of them, I mean, they're, they're all like full of great writers, but, uh, one of them, um, has some old school mixed with the new school. And, uh, and there's a couple of people on there that, um, that they're a part of one of them that I am fucking stoked for. And I can't say who all is going to be on it. Cause I don't know if it's, if it's a hush hush thing yet or not, but, right. um, as an extreme horror writer, uh, there is at least three people that are, that are going to be in this anthology that I'm kind of like geeking out over. So, uh yeah it's been it's been cool and then after i get those stories done um i've got uh, a new book coming out in february and uh on unveiling nightmares press which i signed to um and uh yeah i've got three different novels that are half done and then i've got four more in mind that i'm planning on writing so it's just going to be a fucking 2024 is the year of nasty that's that's what what i've been saying and what i'm going with and and the universe seems to be okay with it no matter how skewered she may be <laughs> very nice man well congratulations on getting signed that's Thank awesome you, uh yeah so the last time we had you was september so you've been one busy fucker have to be have to be man <laughs> i can't i'm i'm you know it's like i remember uh you know uh our mutual friend jb used to you know give me shit he's like how do you you do so fucking much like, you know, and it's just like, man, you know, I don't sleep barely. And, mm-hmm. uh, I just, I I make sure I'm never bored because there's no such thing as boredom, only boring people. Right. Right. I get that, man. And I, I commend your drive. Thank you. Not a lot of people have that kind of drive. I commend it. And I hope all the best for you, man, with all these projects you got going on. I appreciate that, man. It's not easy. I mean, it's, uh, you know, with anything, um, it's really easy to get overwhelmed, but, uh, but I keep my eye on the prize and, uh, you know, that candy bar is at the end of that fucking, uh, that, that, uh, that exit there. You know what I mean? Like I'm, right. I'm just going straight forward and I'm, 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 I'm going for the fucking Snickers, if that makes any sense. So <laughs> and that, that's actually a play on an old Robin Williams, uh, <laughs> standup thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of my mindset is uh, just got to keep moving, got to keep pushing. And if I, you know, if I kind of fall back on my schedule, I can't get too fucked up over it and right. just, you know, hop back on and keep going. And that's what I've been doing. And it's, it's been fucking, it's been therapy. It's been, it's been beautiful. It's been awesome. Uh, a dream come true in a lot of ways. Nice. Nice. I'm happy for you, man. I really am. Thank you, brother. Yeah. You deserve it, man. You work hard. Let's get the payoff. Everybody out there, you need to support this guy. There will be links to all his stuff in the show notes so you can go support him, get his books, get his short stories, check out the music, do what you can to support Chuck. We love Chuck here at the Skewered Universe. Yeah. Uh, can, can, I, can I just go ahead and just throw out the, the, the book names and stuff just real quick? Get that over. Go right ahead. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Go, you can go to Amazon and get uh, my novella, Thirsty. Um, and uh, you can go on there and get uh, my novel, House of Flesh. Uh, which a, a new video just popped up on the YouTube channel Splatploitation, um, where he is reviewing House of Flesh, um, and, he, and it, it's a pretty. Uh, it made me smile when I saw it earlier. Um, so go check that shit out. But uh, you can get that on there, and uh, you can get Sludge, which is the uh, collaborate co- collaborative anthology that I did with uh, uh, authors uh, Jason Nicky and Stuart Bray. Um, and then February fifth, 
I'm pretty sure it's fifth. Yeah, February fifth. Um, on unveiling nightmares, I have uh, going to hell. Fresh Kills Volume One. Um, oh, it's a nice. uh, it's an anthology um, where it they all they all connect. And there's the the plan is there's going to be six of them, and the final one um, is probably just going to be a novella. It's not going to be a. It's kind of I'm I'm, I'm kind of it's an experiment, um, but. I I'm trying to that way I can get all these stories out and then the very last one of them is going to be is it's all going to tie up and you're going to understand everything by the end of it. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty proud of it. And uh, everyone should go check that shit out. Very cool. Very cool, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, I got to say this. Um, I'm also going to have it on Audible. So, really? oh, nice. Yeah, they uh, they did some auditions the other day, and uh, this one guy, I can't remember his name. Uh, he kind of he 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 was kind of perfect for it. So, um, I can't wait to hear the 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 rest of his reading for it. So, yeah, pretty excited, man. It's 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 signing signing with the unveiling nightmares, um, which I, I totally suggest um everyone going out and checking out the 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 youtube channel uh the 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 website unveiling nightmares um you can find um different authors that are on there they're fairly new they're indie um out of england and uh um great people uh great stories great creativity and i'm proud to be a part of it and i think that it uh it's gonna it's uh, it's gonna get bigger and bigger and better things are just gonna keep coming Nice. I'm I'm excited for you, man. I'm very happy for you. You know, we support you here. So everybody else do do the same thing and support Chuck and his endeavors. Please buy my product. Buy it <laughs> now for a limited yep. time. Get a free something. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Thanks for that exciting offer. <laughs> if I remembered the whole George Carlin skit where he was like, act now and get a free premium, whatever it was, he ran off something that was so funny back in the day. Yeah, Sam Kennison did something similar too, but uh, but they didn't uh, they didn't try to bring Kennison back through AI. You hear about that shit? I know this is kind of off, <sighs> but but did you hear about that? AI has an entire comedy special. Okay, it's not video; yeah. it's audio. And I've only I've only listened to some of it, and it kind of sounds like Carlin, and other times it doesn't. And it's just so. And if you actually listen to it. Like the videos and stuff that go along with it that are AI generated and all that, and if you actually listen to what he's saying, it's kind of scary because mm. it's not. It's not. It, it's it's. Carlin would have been somebody that would have talked about this kind of stuff, but the fact that it's AI was more like it was like, oh, you're not just saying what's probably going to happen. You're you're warning us. Um, that's why I, I will stick by it. Terminator Two is the scariest movie ever made because it's probably going to fucking happen. Yeah, but that's for that's but that's a little deep, and that's that's you know we're here to talk about Giallo, and but uh, uh, yeah, yeah. A, a real quick <laughs> thing, yeah, I saw the story talking about it, and I was like, if there's one comedian who would say no to all this shit, it would be Carla. He'd sure. tell you yep. exactly why. Fuck yeah, I mean <sighs> that that's one hundred percent, and um, I got chills right now because I'm I'm so fucking I'm actually really pissed off about it, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, Carlin was one of my. Uh, one of the guys who got me into the type of comedy I like and also kind of opened my eyes to a certain way of thinking. Fuck yeah. So definitely hearing that, I'm like, do you really think he would want to be brought back in AI form? But no. I saw something somewhere where somebody commented, they're like, You're you're not just gonna resurrect him in AI form. He's actually gonna come back from the grave. 
<laughs> and fuck you up. Hey, I, I'm okay with that. If, if if they reanimate Carlin, and just so he can come back and get revenge on this shit in some way, I'm okay with that. But yeah, you know that's that's also a a movie that we haven't watched yet. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, you <know>? yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we are here to talk some Giallo because it is January is for Giallo here in the Skewered Universe, and we decided to watch a movie neither one of us had seen. So we went with 1983's A Blade in the Dark. What are you working on now? was directed by Lamberto Bava, who I believe is the son of Mario Bava. Yep. And a quick synopsis here is 
from IMDb, a composer working in isolation on a score for a horror movie meets two women who used to know his house's former tenants. When the women disappear, he's forced to look into the film he's working on to determine what happened to them and who's responsible. And that's pretty much exactly what happens. Yeah, that's pretty straightforward. <laughs> I I will say, and not to not to tip my hand too much, but I was not I came away not too big of a fan of this in the end. Yeah. I the okay. So the movie's called A Blade in the Dark. Mm-hmm. And I love that title. That is it's such a giallo title. It really um, is. It reminds me of uh, you know, the the late eighties or mid eighties uh horror books that would come out. Um, even the cover of it looks like that, you know. Um, and it just, it has, it, it appealed to me pretty quickly. Um, I don't know why I've never watched it. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I've never, I never checked it out. I think I put it on one time, but it was so late and I was like, ah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to fall asleep in this. So, um, but it's, uh, uh, it's a very appealing title and very appealing cover. And I did think uh, that it was going to be better than it was. I, yeah. I, I didn't, didn't hate it. But uh, we'll 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 get there as we're yeah. as we talk about it. But um, there's a thing there's a thing in Giallo. <laughs> I don't know what it is about piano players, about people that that are in that you know yeah. Because um, I, I mean, we did opera. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like there's just there's just something about like the the um, the idea of a musician being tormented. I mean, we're already tormented enough, really. Um, yeah, but. <laughs> but uh yeah like and even the the music that the guy's coming up with sounds giallo but it yeah. also sounds like phantasm it really yeah see i was thinking that too i was trying to place it and that's a good thing because mm-hmm. i couldn't place it to phantasm but it's very similar now that i think about it yeah yeah and there was another thing that stuck out to me was the actor who played tony mm-hmm. was like the guy that owned the property or whatever that he was staying yeah. at yeah that I don't know. You've seen demons, right? Oh, fuck yeah. That was the guy that was handing out the flyers where the like partial phantom chrome mask. Oh, okay. So I, I thought he looked familiar. At, yeah, I kept looking at him going, I'm pretty sure it's the guy from demons, but I've only seen half his face before. Hmm. And I looked it up last night. I was like, sure enough, that was him. It's uh, Michel Soavi. Excuse me if I'm mispronouncing that. <laughs> I don't speak Italian. Right. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> I guess we can just, I think we can spoil this movie. It's from 83. Yeah. If you want to check it out, turn this off, go watch (laughs) it, and then come back. Right. As always. But this, I just want to say, this thing kind of dragged for me. I don't think it should have been fucking two hours long almost. (laughs) No, no. It was nobody. This guy seemed to not be worried when these women would show up and be like, oh, hey, they're just showing up in this place. He's renting popping out of nowhere. And he's like, oh, what are you doing here? Right. Like, oh, this woman was hiding in my closet. Well, okay, Um, an attractive woman is hiding in your closet. And he's just kind of like, oh, you know, whatever. Um, Yeah. But I would still be kind of fucked up. Like, hey, why are you here? Like, yeah, he didn't even ask like why are you here you need to leave yeah it's just like oh hey and she was like hitting on him and he was like well okay 
Like, what the fuck is happening? Well, I mean, it also goes back down to it. I mean, like, well, you know, uh, 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 us guys, not all guys, mm-hmm. but I mean, uh, in human nature in general, you know, um, desires and shit like that and fantasies. And, you know, if I was staying at a house, um, you know, to record some shit, you know, that, you know, I'd never been to this place and whatever. And all of a sudden, like a, you know, beautiful woman comes out of the closet. Um, I'm probably going to go back to uh, being a 13 year old boy with that fantasy of, hey, just 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 a woman. Just just walk out of my closet. Never see her again. Just come on. You know, yeah. Uh, but, but at the same point, it's still like, why are you in this place? Why are you just hiding in here? What, what what is this? Yeah, um, yeah. That's that, and that, and that actually is <laughs> one issue I have with this movie is how nonchalant this fucking guy is about everything. This guy Bruno, our main character, he's everything that happens, even when he's 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 recording a score for a horror film. That's that's what he does. He's like a new composer, up and coming, right? So he rented this place. To compose the score for this horror film yeah but even when he starts and he's listening to the playback and he hears a voice whispering on mm-hmm. it he's just like hmm, let me write this down this is very odd he's not like what the hell is that how did this get in there we don't I'd even get an explanation out. as to how yeah. it shows up it's like, like there it, was never it's like is it supernatural what's happening right. well that's and that's, that's something else about giallo is and that, and that is like that's probably actually one issue that I do have with the genre mm-hmm. is that the uh, uh, regular human emotions, <laughs> like you know, oh, strange person, uh, you know, acting kind of weird about it. Oh, these people are disappearing, blah blah blah. Um, it's not real, like, I mean, people. Yeah. You know, it's it's just like you watch all these movies, and there's no one that's really that worried about it. I mean, some of some of the characters, oh my god, what am I gonna do? Oh, we should probably stay in the same place that all this murders happen. Uh, no, why would you do that? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like it's like the it's like you know the scene where where the girl you know goes um is like what what was it Katya, mm-hmm. and she goes and she goes to swim in the pool and she finds the fucking box cutter, which we going you know we need yeah that up. was uh that was angela i want to say was that, was that angela yeah i think that was angela because that was after because katya showed up earlier oh that's right okay yeah, yeah was murdered yeah which okay let's let's talk about that scene um <laughs> okay so we have a woman who is basically behind a fence that from what I can tell, she has plenty of room and plenty of time to try to figure out a way out of this. Yeah, it's um, like an unfinished or like a partially damaged wall that still has some drywall, and you can see like the chicken wire that's supporting it. She could move, yeah, further behind the wall and not be seen. Yeah, I mean, he's not even like the killer is not even using um, one of those like you know sturdy fucking you know box cutters. They're using no. the kind of box cutters that, that they give you, um, you know, when you work at retail, <laughs> mm-hmm. the ones, the ones that break off, like, you know, every, like, you know, an inch. And real quick about that. I noticed there were, there were multiple versions of this utility knife use this box cutter. One, like you said, showed where you could snap off the blade. When it starts to get dull, you snap it off, you get a new piece. Yeah. 
And then there are ones that I think were meant to be used for kills that didn't have any of the lines showing the blades, showing yeah. the scores to snap off. I'm like, it would have been so easy. Just a quick little scratch of the marks. I was like, that's that's not the same. It looks the same, but the blade's not the same. But, yeah. I mean, it's it's nitpicking, really, on my part. Well, I mean, okay. So we're talking about the, mur- the, 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 the main murder weapon, if you will, um, that we first get a good look at. Because, I mean, again, movies about blades. Um, so there's a few mm-hmm. of them. There's a couple of them. Um, knowing, I was like, oh, box cutters. See, box cutters freak me out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. When I say that, I mean, like, because they, they cut so clean. Yeah. Um, that, I, you know, scenes where people get like their ankles cut open and, you know, scalpel, pet cemetery, that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, there's, there's been other movies where, where, where box cutters are used. Um, well, actually, I, I'll tell you one that, that fucked me up a little bit. If America was Green Room. Um, did you see that one? Yes. Yeah. That yes. movie had a brutal scene with a box cutter. Um, it doesn't matter if somebody's getting cut in the hands, the throat, the ankles. Uh, dude, the, the the I've been cut by a box cutter. Anybody's been cut by a box cutter. It's it's like the worst paper cut in the world. Yeah, that shit. I mean, if it's if it's sharp blade, and if it's a fresh one, dude, that thing could cut like nothing. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember watching uh, Gigi Allen. Okay, the late great Gigi Allen. Um, a lot of people have their opinions. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, I like Gigi. Um, not everything, but I, I, I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, he used to do these spoken word things, um, which was him just bitching, you know, and doing <laughs> weird shit. You know, that's what Gigi did. Um, but there's an infamous one um, where he's in this like little room. It looks like he could be at a college or some shit. He's got a full beard, long hair. And uh, well, not a, he's growing a beard. He's got long hair and he's got a, a beanie on and he has no shirt on. And he is just up at the mic, just in this little room, just fucking screaming into it, or whatever. And he takes a box cutter and starts cutting like into his fucking stomach. I mean, just oh. with like just whisking it back and forth. He's like, my skin is like paper. And I'm like, God, dude. And ever since I watched that, I'm just like, yeah, skin's like paper. You're, you're yeah. not wrong. Like, and you use a box cutter, it's fucked up. So, like, I'm thinking, okay, box cutter kills. We're going to get some good fucking box cutter kills. And, right. and there, I think there are, I think, I think there are, are some good kills in this. There, you know, there's a, there's some good gore. There's some good blood moments in this movie. Yeah. Which we'll get to. Um, but, you know, I, they could have done so much more with the box cutter. I mean, I want to, when I watch these fucking movies, I want to, I want to feel ouchy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I want to go, oh, oh, you know, like I almost don't want to watch. Yeah, that um, was the feeling I had with opera last year. We were watching it because I'd mm-hmm. seen it before. Yeah, but every time they showed the main character getting the needles taped under her eyes, yeah, I was like, mm, mm, no, no, because yeah. you can just imagine what that feels like. No, thank you. And I was, <laughs> I was so optimistic when I saw a box cutter. I'm like, okay. Okay, yes. this is the blade we're going with. This is this is different because most giallo, it's just a typical knife or some other means. Which they made sure to bring that into. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't just leave did. it in the box cutter, man. No. They couldn't. No. That, that's my biggest. Honestly, that's one. That's another qualm I have about this movie is the fact that, like, you know, because, um, like, you know, like, okay, 
you know, this isn't a franchise movie and all like that, but you know, like mm-hmm. you have Jason with his fucking machete, you, you know, you have uh Michael Myers with the 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 uh, butcher knife and you know, uh Leatherface the chainsaw and so on and so forth. And it's like, okay, cool. I you know, I I was hoping this would be a movie where the serial killer, you know, used a box cutter constantly. Um, but after the first kill, you're kind of like, oh, that's kind of a weak, that's kind of a weak box cutter. Like, yeah. there's no way, like, honestly, that kind of box cutter, if it's coming at you, um, I mean, yeah, you're going to get cut, but you could easily grab it and break it off. Yeah. You're going to get your fucking hand slashed all the fuck, but you can fucking break that off more than you can those fucking heavy duty ones my dad used to carry around on his, uh, his utility belt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those big, thick motherfuckers. Like, there was no fucking breaking those. Yeah, like, I've, I've got a few stench. of those still, and... So do I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, even the ones that fold out are still sturdy enough that you can do mm-hmm. some damage. Fuck yeah. This thing would have been perfect if somebody would have been sneaking around behind and, like, going after throats or, you know, stuff like that. To attack somebody as if it was a regular knife, I think that's where it kind of missed the mark. I, I do, too. Because they're trying to shove it through the holes in this chicken wire at Katya. Yeah, and the fact that she just kept pushing closer to the wire, it's like you yeah. had some room where you were far enough back at one point. You could have stayed back a little more and probably worked your way out of there. Well, I mean, she she but. stands there, like she stands there and like just looks at it, and like while they're 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 probing inside, you know, in uh, in, in the holes. That sounds dirty, um, <laughs> you know, and, and trying to get to her and like nicking her ever so often. It's like, man, you have plenty of room to not be cut by this fucking thing. Yeah. Like that, that whole scene, I hate to say it. I, I cracked up fucking laughing on it. Cause I was like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. I, I was not a fan of that scene. Yeah. Now the other, the other kills we get, uh-huh. I was more a fan of. Uh, yes. But this one is like, what? Yeah. Um so uh, yeah, so we 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 have the the you know Katia being killed. Mm-hmm. Um and then moving on to going back to Bruno being like, "Oh. I don't know what's going on." Yeah. Her friend shows up like the next day and is like, "Oh, have you seen Katia?" He's like, "No. I don't know where she went. She was here and then disappeared." Like she was here, wanted to have a good time. Yeah. And she just fucking left. I mean, he finds like, her diary that she left there, which I thought was really weird. Uh, that, was, that was that was that was stretching it. Yeah. Like, yeah. And the friend's like, oh, she came to get her diary. Like, why wouldn't that be at her home? For one. Right. And then he's like, oh yeah, and somebody took some pages out of it. It's really weird. And the friend was just like, oh, oh well, do you mind if I go swim? <laughs> You're not worried about this dude who just moved in. Because right. he could have killed Katya for all all you know. Yeah. Instead, she's like, eh. Well, instead, she's looking at him like she wants to suck his cock. <laughs> I mean, she's like, oh, my friend might be dead, and you're this strange guy telling me that something might be wrong, but you're not sure, and she's missing. Oh, well, hey there. I'm going to go swimming. Let me, uh, let me give you this weird look. But she's also yeah. the same girl that was kind of getting off on the fucking janitor watching her getting changed. Remember? Yeah, she definitely was. Yeah, she was. And- she was very getting off on that. I mean, like you know, whatever, whatever. But like, uh, eh, not my favorite character. And I want to point out, for an early '80s Italian Jello movie, she yeah. is the only person we see give us any sort of nudity. She gets topless for a few seconds. Right. 
This yeah. one did not have the amount of nudity that I would expect in some of these. Right. Like opera, I don't think opera had it, but opera didn't need it. Right. I mean, but I was expecting with the way these women were showing up, I was like, okay, they're going to try and seduce him in some way. This is going to like some sort of mental break is going to happen somewhere. Because I'll I'll say this honestly, I didn't know who was going to be the killer by the end of the movie until it was revealed at the end of the movie. I already did. I I didn't pick that up. So I was like, okay, is this going to be some weird thing? And then when it was revealed, I'm like, oh, I should have got that. Yeah. And it's fucking, uh, oh, God damn it. It's Tony. Oh, shit. What is, uh, oh, I'm drawing a fucking blank. And it's who's the weird ass director. Um, he was, he was in Cena Chucky. God damn it. I'm drawing a fucking, it's (laughs) John Waters. uh, Yeah. God, (laughs) I, I love John Waters. But like this guy reminds me of like it's it's like oh we have John Waters at home <laughs> you know what I mean it's yeah. like he, he he's like the wish John Waters that's that's what he just reminded me of at the beginning I was like oh yeah he's a killer like, it, like, I, <laughs> at one point I thought okay it's gonna be the guy's girlfriend who randomly showed up I do like how they made you think that yeah and then I thought okay maybe it's him and he's having some weird break from this movie or something. Yeah, because he they, never they, seems really normal, and he seems so nonplussed. It's like, well, you you could be sort of like the dude in New York Ripper and have something mm-hmm. wrong with you. Yeah, just no, not he's talking just... like Donald Duck. <laughs> <laughs> Such a fucking weird movie, New uh, York Ripper. Yeah, I know. God, I love that movie. Um, go check out New York Ripper if you haven't seen it, and then I guess check out A Blade in the Dark. Yeah, I guess. Like, I, yeah, because I, I feel like, it, honestly, if I, there's a lot I would have done with this movie, I think this movie had so much potential, mm-hmm. um, and they screwed the pooch on it. I don't know. I mean, especially you know, I mean, you're Baba's kid. <laughs> you know, uh, you know when you when you think Baba. You know, you yeah. think you know, you think of daddy, you know, you think of papa. And um and that, that man has, you know, uh, a plethora of classics um that are mm-hmm. are I mean that, that are both equally good and bad. And uh but mainly mainly good. Um but this one just it's like okay, going back to Bruno. Um and when I say Bruno, I immediately think of that stupid fucking movie with Sasha, like, oh, <laughs> Sasha Baron or whatever. Yeah, fucking I hate that movie. But uh, um, but like this guy, like I feel like if they went a little bit more, um, maybe we could have been more understanding of why he wasn't so worried about it. You know? Yeah. Um, like okay, for one, uh, as a musician and a horror writer, um, you know this guy's uh, a musician and he's doing music for horror movies that he even mentions kind of bothers him um when he's first taking a look at the scenes mm-hmm. um you know so it freaks him out and all that stuff and especially when sandra the one that, that's making the movie um uh you know was talking about all kinds of stuff it's like oh you're really creeping me out whatever um you know i if they kind of made it seem like the movie scoring it and all that was making him you know making his psychosis a little bit fucked up 
Um, I think that would have been a good way they could have could have gone about it. It would have made a little bit more sense that the why he wasn't worried about so much because he's just yeah. kind of in the throes of insanity, you know. Um, and then and then that would bring in also uh, uh, cover up the idea of if you think you know, but you don't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I think they they could have. They could have had some kind of backstory with him to make it seem like it was more normal that he wasn't that worried about stuff. Right. Um, but they they made him just seem like just somebody who just didn't fucking care. It's like, oh, yeah, like he knows in his heart, like he is so sure that, you know, there's been murders that have happened on this property and he doesn't call the cops. He no, he doesn't. He 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 treats it like a fucking his own personal fucking Nancy Drew book is what he basically does. Yeah, and you people know, ask him like, "Why haven't you called the cops?" He goes, "Well, I feel like I got to figure this one out on my own." Like, why? you're not an investigator. <laughs> yeah, you're a composer. Stick to what you know. Let the professionals handle this. Who the fuck are you, Encyclopedia Brown? Like, and I wonder if okay, because I'm sure you watched this on Shutter like I did. I believe right. I did. I did. So I'm wondering if the the dubbed version that we watched mm-hmm. maybe changes a little because a lot of times these things aren't translated exactly. Oh no, they're really not. So, they're really not. Because I was hoping there was an option to get like a dubbed, not a dub, but a subtitled version of an mm-hmm. original Italian cut, and I don't know if that exists. Yeah. Because I'd like yeah. to know if that maybe changes how this movie flows. Because right now it's like he's just not plus. He's like, oh, these two girls are murdered. Everybody's like, oh, well, these girls just disappeared. You can't really prove anything. Yeah. It's like, well, I mean, he's got some weird stuff on the tape, which he never plays for anybody. Yeah. He just goes, oh, I wrote down the phrase from the tape. Right. Why aren't you playing it back for them? Yeah. Where's like your proof? You know? Yeah, like, yeah, they, they, uh, yeah, he just, he's just, he's such a, they could have, it goes back to the potential thing. Um, a lot of these movies, a lot of these Jello movies, um, the characters are either, excuse me, uh, either, uh, stagnant mm-hmm. or they're, or they're too much. You know, you either have the guy like Bruno who's like, oh, murders happened. Or you have the guy, you know, who's like, oh, I know for a fact this is I've got to I got to get to the bottom of this, you know, and it's like their mm-hmm. life's work to make sure they figure out these murders and all that stuff. And and that makes more sense than Bruno. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Bruno, I just it, 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 that, that was the whole time I was watching this movie. I'm like, God, dude, you were like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just because he comes off like a Norman Bates, which is really funny considering how this movie ends. Yeah. Um, yeah, I they, will they, say that. Yeah. Because, like, I already figured out, you know, again, I already figured out who the killer was. I had a pretty, you know, I wasn't 100, but I was 90% sure I knew who the killer was. But they did do, Baba did a decent job at trying to sway you into figuring out who it was. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, uh, obviously, uh, Tony's going to be a, a suspect because he's the fucking owner of the place. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's just duh. Um, which I mean, like watching enough of these fucking movies, you you know how the fucking pattern goes. 
And that's why I was kicking myself because I've seen enough movies like this. This is not a, this is a trope by this point Mm -hmm. in 2024. This is something that has happened in numerous movies where somebody who gets introduced early on shows up just a few times, Mm -hmm. turns out to be, you know, the villain at the end. Yeah. So I should have seen this coming. Uh, Leanne actually watched this with me. She didn't want to come on because she did not like this one. Oh really? So so I understand it. She was she was like, I I don't. I was like, Do you want to come on since you watch this? She goes, No, I'm not Aww. into this at all. Which I understand. Well, I understand. If I you don't, don't have anything to bring. No, 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 you know, I'm I'm gonna put this down right now, damn it. Okay. Every time I've been on, your wife has not been on there with us. So just I, I feel I feel like it's me. So just tell her tell her that that I feel like it's me and and I, I and now my feelings are hurt. So I, I will relay that message to her. I will relay that message to her and see what she says. But yeah, because I, I, I always, I always dig her opinion on stuff. Like she's got a really good, uh, uh, good mindset for stuff, and uh, and and I, I would like to hear her opinion on this as well. Um, so next time I'm on, damn it, um, she needs to be on her too, just because I, I, I love talking to both you all, and yeah. and after after the cannibal holocaust. Uh, conversation <laughs> on tales uh, a while back. Um, yeah, I, I would be really curious to hear her opinion of this, <laughs> which which you pretty much mm-hmm. told me what it what it pretty much is. So. Yeah, yeah, she could elaborate more, but she she called who the killer was. Oh, did she? And she goes at first. The first time she goes, oh, it's probably the girlfriend. Mm. And then a few minutes later, she goes, no, it's that guy. And pointed at Tony, and I went. How could you even he's only showed up like three times and it's been not even that much screen time. So I was like, and that was where you fucked up. <laughs> and yeah, I was like, he's probably the red herring. It's probably the girlfriend or it's going to be somebody else or it's going to yep. be. I was thinking, oh, it's probably Bruno at this point. See, yep, that I was wrong. So, well, like I said, like I was pretty sure that it was Tony. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it just it's just these movies. It just usually ends up being that guy. But like you know, they did make it to where you're like, well, uh, isn't Bruno having a psychotic break? Um, when his girlfriend shows up, there's a couple of scenes. You know, she has a knife in her hand. She's acting all kind of weird, whatever the fuck. It makes you think, and she's and she's very jealous. She's kind of a jealous person, it seems. Um, yeah. And uh, like he's sitting there telling her, like, oh, this girl, and there's something going on. She disappeared, whatever. And the only thing she can think about is, oh, you had a girl here. And he's like, she just popped up out of nowhere. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and so they, and, and the next time you see her, she's got a knife in her fucking hand. So they, they did a good job of swaying you to, to think that the killer was somebody else. Um, but, but if you've seen these movies, you know, it, you know, when you're, when you're uh, someone like us who mm-hmm. watches all these, um, either you figure it out. Or later on, you figure it out and kick yourself in the ass, like it seems like you did. Yeah, because now I'm like, <laughs> it's so obvious. It's obvious as fuck. Yeah, because he's the only one that doesn't seem to have anything going on. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone else has got a little something. Even Sandra, it's yeah. like, oh, she's really into these horror movies she's making, so she could be the one having a break. Which I knew it wasn't her from the beginning, even though when they had her call, it was like. And all the yeah. shit on the phone. I'm like, yeah, that's you playing around. We get it. But she acts weird too. Like that, yeah. you know, because everybody's every, in these in these kind of movies, everybody's a suspect. Uh, no matter how obvious the main one is, because she acts fucking weird in it too. 
Um, you know, the whole, you know, because the movie she's making, um, which has, which we'll, we're going to go ahead and mention this. Um, mm-hmm. Anybody that's seen a house by the cemetery or Manhattan baby by my favorite Lucio Fulci um, know that, well, especially house by the cemetery, uh, little Bob, um, <laughs> little Bob has been said to be the most annoying child in all of horror cinema. And it's more or less, I think, his overdub, but that's beside the point. Um, but he's in, in the beginning of this. He's in this the scene that plays over and over again, this movie, um, where these kids are, you know, picking on, you know, little Bob. I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know if he has a name in that scene or whatever. But Yeah, I don't think he does. I don't think he does. He's just, you know, a kid. And, you know, it's kids just picking on their kid, being like, hey, I bet you won't go down the stairs, da, 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 whatever. And he goes down there, and there's a horrible scream, and then there's tennis balls covered in blood bouncing everywhere. Or there's one, whatever. Yeah, which is actually really cool. And I was like, what the fuck is this opening? Yeah. Because you me watch off. this, and then it throws you to, oh, we're introduced to Bruno. It's like, wait, what's going on? And then later on, we see that scene played again. You're like, oh, that's from the movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, shit. I didn't know. I didn't know that little turd was going to be in this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> And put that poor kid, man. Like I don't, and, I don't know if that guy's still, if he's still alive these days or whatever. But like, if he keeps up at all <laughs> with his career, like, man, I feel bad for him almost because, like, every forum, anybody that mentions House by the Cemetery, somebody comments saying, "Fuck Bob." Yeah, <laughs> there's never been a child. There's never been a child in, in, in fucking horror cinema that people are just like, why doesn't he just die? <laughs> like, you know, it's like there, there's a there's a there's a stigma, you know, like we don't want mm-hmm. kids to die, we don't want our you know whatever. But when you get a kid as obnoxious as Bob, and like I think second runner up is the kid from Boba Duke, <laughs> piece of shit movie, um, you know. But anyway. Um, yeah, so like yeah, like the whole the whole thing with the 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 uh, the the tennis ball covered in blood and all, like yeah, like it was it, I think it was a really cool scene and I was kind of like I was like oh this has like a really creepy you know uh, and then it ended up being just a scene from the movie and I don't know I think honestly I kind of was hoping the movie was going to go the way that it started yeah yeah and by the way the actor who played Bob Giovanni Frezza is still alive he was born in September of 1972 okay. Apparently, the last thing he did was Demons in 85. He was uncredited. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> An uncredited wow. role in Demons. Wow. He only did one, two, three, four, nine. Nine movie roles is all he did from oh, 80 through 85. Looks like it. A Leap in the Dark, House by the Cemetery, Manhattan Baby, Heads I Win, Tales You Lose. Mm. Uh, something called Cuando Calienta el Sol Vamos a la Playa. Oh, shit. Warriors of the Wasteland. A Blade in the Dark. Mani Difata and Demons. Yeah, so. Hey, the, 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 the kids starred in some fucking, I mean, classics. I mean, even this movie is like considered a classic. Yeah. You know, in, in, the, in the genre. So, I mean, more power to them. Uh, I hate the fact that that. <laughs> <laughs> most hated kid <laughs> horror movies. You know, he's left the mark because, like I like I told you over Messenger, I haven't seen House by the Cemetery or Manhattan Baby, oh, but God, I know dude. enough of my friends who have seen House by the Cemetery, and their reaction is, I like the movie, but fucking Bob. Fucking Bob. 
every time it's fucking Bob. Oh, I was like, what is with? So I have to see this movie to see what everyone's talking about. But he's left a mark because so many people remember that kid. And I I think most of them say it's because of the way it's dubbed for him. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure. I have to watch it myself to know for sure, because maybe it's just something he does. I don't know. In this, it wasn't. He, he wasn't. I don't yeah. even think he said anything. I think it's the dubbing in it. Like, you, you whenever you decide to uh, to watch House by the Cemetery, um, I don't know, man. Maybe you should do a double feature and we can talk about Manhattan Baby and House by the Cemetery. Uh, we can do a Bob double feature. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I definitely, whenever you talk about House by the Cemetery, uh, whenever that may be, uh, remember me. Because I, I, yeah, definitely. I love that fucking movie. Um, it doesn't make a lick of sense, but it's 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 one of my favorite movies. But back to this one, because uh, I can talk fucking faulty all goddamn yeah, I, all goddamn day. The way this, I just want to go back to the opening real quick because the two kids that were making fun of Bob, which yeah. is just little blonde boy in this, but we're gonna just call him Bob because that's what everybody knows him as. I, uh, right. The dubbing for these kids was like done by like older. I don't know. They had to be like twenty something year olds doing the voices for these young kids. Yeah, I thought the same. And the Rico's like, you're just a female or whatever. I'm like, what? Kind of what? Yeah. It, like, it, is something it, lost in translation here? See, that's what I was wondering too, because I don't know. I don't know if, because you know, like, and and uh, when we were kids and things like that, you know, um, you know, oh, you're being a girl. You're such a girl. Blah blah. blah. Yeah. And nobody was like, like, you're being that. a female. You're being such a female. Yeah. You know? It's just like, I mean, it might it might weird. be an Italian thing. I don't know. Yeah, it might be. They also say "chow" a thousand times in this movie too. Chow, yeah. chow. Or as one person said, chai out. Yeah, chai out. Yeah. Which I was like, what the? F-? Leanne called that out. And I'm like, what the fuck was? I was like, <laughs> she goes, you didn't hear it? I go, no, I heard it. I'm confused as to why it was said that way. Yeah. Like, that, did that it, person not know how to read chow and they just left it in. They're like, hey, you know what? Fuck it. We don't have enough time to do another take. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, like the only time that I mean, which I mean, like uh, there's there's a few gi- Giallo movies where they they say ciao instead of like goodbye or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, so that that might just be a fucking thing, but I mean, because ciao means you know goodbye, you know. But right. Um, but like I, I I yeah, it's there's this there there's, there are some things about these fucking movies where you're just like, and maybe that's one of the reasons why I like them so much is because there's always questions to be answered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you know? one of the things I've really enjoyed about these. There's there's questions. Mm-hmm. This one is on the the lower spectrum. It is not the worst thing I've ever seen. No, by far. No. But as far as the jellos I have seen, it's towards the bottom of the list so far. Yeah, yeah, I would have to agree with you on that one. I, I, I don't think it was horrible. Um, no, but I, you know, because I think I just I think that it, you know, going back to it being, uh, uh, you know, reminded me of like you know, 80s extreme horror books and stuff like that. I think that if this was in a written form, uh, you know, in like a novel form, I think it would actually be a much better story. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Because they would be able to put more into it, explain more shit to it, and and not be a fucking issue. Um, but man, just so many. That's the, that, that, is, that is a problem with Giallo films. There's so many unanswered questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes, and, and you know, as a writer, 
sometimes we don't need to know everything. Right. Um, you know, and, and as a writer, when certain things aren't mentioned or whatever the fuck, it can cause issues within the story. Um, <laughs> with, with this movie, <laughs> they could have given us something else. Like they, they really could have. I mean, like I, I, I don't usually look for the backstory on characters. Like that's not usually a thing that I that I want. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we have to explain why Bruno doesn't seem to give a shit about murders right there outside of his door, yeah. especially when he isn't the killer. <laughs> it's like, and nobody seems to think he could be. They're all like, "Oh, you're just a musician." Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, he should be the prime suspect. He's a guy who just rented this place. Nobody really knows him except the people he works with on the movie. Yeah. Random women are showing up. and They're just like, oh, okay. And then yeah. dying. They're being murdered. And nobody goes, wait a minute. You might be the suspect. Mm-hmm. But he's like, I'm not calling the cops. As a composer, I can solve this crime. But I'll do it in the most relaxed, nonchalant way that's ever been captured. Yeah. So what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, which I mean, also going back to uh, the uh, um, them trying to trick you, you know, the the, the mystery aspect of it, um, you know, the, because they, they do have, you know, because you have Sandra, you have uh, the girlfriend, you have uh, the uh, the groundskeeper, mm-hmm. um, which I mean, like the groundskeeper is usually the obvious one. Yeah, usually, I, you know, as like, do, you remember, do you remember the movie Pieces? Have you ever watched that? I have watched pieces. I I fucking love pieces. Oh fucking yeah, dude! That's that's such a great movie. Great story. <laughs> great gore. Uh, yeah, um, the groundskeeper on that one too. I mean, like you you they make you think that he's the fucking killer because he's this big scary fucking dude, you know. And what I like and, about in pieces is it makes sense, but you're like, it's not it's not him, but it makes sense why you would want us to look in that direction. Exactly. In this, I'm like. I don't buy this caretaker here as being the killer. Yeah. Yeah. I they, don't they care wouldn't... that he has the porn in his little wank den. It's like, <laughs> what else right. is he going to do? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause I mean, the, 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 that is the other time we see titties in this movie is the, is the, uh, the uh, uh, porn pictures on the wall. Yeah. And, and in Bruno's uh, little work area where he has all his instruments and piano and stuff, he's got, Dude, pictures in one of his books that gets sliced up by the killer. Yeah, which that, that might just be a musician thing. Maybe we like Maybe. centerfolds. <laughs> I mean, titties are inspiration for a lot of things. So I, I lived in a, a quick story. I lived in a, a a house with eight other people. Uh, it was on a college campus. I wasn't in college. I was just one of those guys. And uh, yeah, yeah, we, we, we were, we were renting from a church that was like right behind us. And we were one of the biggest partiers. Uh, it was, it was bad. We got in trouble for beer cans everywhere and all kinds of shit, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> but like our, our house was covered in two things. Uh, classic horror movie posters. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, dude, we had, it was like wallpaper. Um, like Halloween, Evil Dead, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, anything that me and my roommates could find that was like horror related, we'd post up. But also, I used to collect, um, I don't anymore, I sold a good portion of them, but I used to collect uh, classic penthouse and hustler and 
Playboy. Okay. And, you know, when you're 19 years old and, and living on your own and uh, times were not like they are now, <laughs> um, you know, it was, uh, it was uh, pussy and murder. Uh, that's pretty much what was all, all our house was, man. We were the party yeah. house that you knew what you were getting into when you walked in the door. Uh, horror movies and titties all around you. And uh, I had, I actually had a girl that um, I had a quick encounter with at one point who showed up, and uh, she tried to rip all the the titty pictures off the wall, and uh, it was a whole fucking thing. And I had to fucking step in, and it was a whole mess. But I mean, yeah. you're not hurting anybody. If you don't like it, you can leave. I mean, you you got them yourself. I mean, yeah. it's just you know, it was nothing. You know, it was literally beautiful beautiful women showing their beautiful form. You know, it wasn't anything perverted. Nobody was getting fucking, you know, climax on the face or nothing like that. Yeah, so, it's, you, know, it, whatever. you didn't have pictures from Hustler. Right. <laughs> no, but what we did, but they were, they were, they not, were the, the not, not so the, bad not the, ones. Not the gr- super graphic, like, oh, hey. Oh, not the ones I prefer. There was, yeah. there was one, there was one post that was in a, a magazine I had and I wanted to put it above, above the TV. <laughs> um, but my roommates were like, yeah. No girl's gonna want to come and just sit here and stare at that. And I was like, "Why not?" And I was like, "Well, there's three dicks going in there at once." And I'm like, "Well, okay." Yeah. So you know, I've always been. Yeah, there's those who are like, "You there?" <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you are. Okay, I thought I lost you for a second. <laughs> no, 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 I'm here. Um, but yeah, no, going back to that shit though. Like, I mean, there's a lot of like that's a that's just a musician thing for some reason. I mean, like inspiration. You know, um, uh, depending on what you're writing, whatever. I mean, like, you know, uh, who doesn't like to look at a beautiful woman, you know, for inspiration? So I get it. That was kind of a long, long ended fucking (laughs) comment to that. But yeah, you know, but that's that's yeah, that is the only uh, the only times that we we actually see that stuff. Yeah. Aside from uh, Angela changing. Yeah. The only other nudity is seen in the pages from porn magazines. Yeah. Which, like I said, opera, I don't remember opera having nudity. I know New York Ripper had tons of it because it got very graphic at points. Oh, God. But this one was very mild on that and kind of mild on the murders because you only had a few. Yeah. But they did. I want to get right into one here because Angela gets killed Mm -hmm. in pretty brutal fucking way. Oh, yeah. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> she goes uh, in to wash her hair after swimming and we see someone grab a knife. Because at this point we still don't know who it is. Right. Oh, when they jam it through her hand, I'm like, they, oh. You knew it was coming. You knew yeah. it was coming. She had her hand sitting right there, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh fuck. She's gonna get it. I mean, that scene right there is pretty brutal. I that that I would say that's probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie. I like that uh, it was stab the knife through the hand to sort of keep her there because she's in shock and in pain, mm-hmm. and then plastic back over the head, just Always right out of bag. Black Christmas, which I'm like, okay, exactly, yeah. And then we don't stop there; we get the repeated head bashing into the sink. Yeah, and then then the throat slash. Yeah, dragged over to the tub, and then to finish it off, slice yeah. the throat. It's like, oh. And I, I gotta say, even though this movie is is very mild compared to a lot of the others, um, that scene alone is pretty uh, pretty brutal. I mean, that's yeah, that's a pretty brutal scene. Um, I actually really enjoy that scene a lot. 
Um, yeah, the I'm, I'm, I'm a weird. I'm, I, I I'm kind of a when, <sighs> when someone dies in a movie mm-hmm. and it's like oh they're just stabbed. Okay, but if somebody dies in a movie where their hand is stabbed so they can't move, a plastic bags over their head so they're losing air, and then their throat slit. It's like you have a mission, sir. Yeah, <laughs> or ma'am, or whatever. But you know, because uh, that, that also plays a fucking key in this movie too. So I'm not just being a dick. Um, which that, that which I also got a sorry, I'm all over the fucking place. No, you're fine. This this movie is one that is kind of all over the place itself. So it's perfect for our conversations here. It's like I wanted to like this movie um, because because I, I do I like the story of it. I think it's I think it's a, a kind of a classic idea. You know, guy goes, he rents, you know, rents a fucking place to go record some music and then weird shit happens and he becomes his own fucking detective. Yeah. Um, which again, like we've talked about, doesn't make a whole lot of sense in a lot, a lot of areas. Um, but I, you know, I think it's, it's, um, it does kind of keep with what Giallo is, um, which is basically a murder mystery, um, to the extreme. You know, um, movies like this, uh, you know, Argento, Fulci. I mean, they've they've you know, they've always they they've always done that. You know, it's like, oh, well, who done it? Who done it? We don't know who done it. Exactly. Some, sometimes they do show you who does it, but in most cases, uh, with a lot of the classic like like like, like this one, um, they don't show you who the killer is. They want you to guess, and I, I like that aspect of it. Yeah, um, like you know, but uh, there was just. If they would have made, if they would have made the the, the characters a little bit more realistic, uh, Bruno the most, I think that I would have been. Uh, I, I just think his his human emotion was just kind of. I don't know. I don't know if he's just. How do I word this? Because <laughs> like, okay, I can maybe understand it mm-hmm. if uh, if Bruno was autistic. Um, you know, maybe right. not, maybe not fully getting everything or whatever the fuck, but he's very clearly not, he doesn't have any issues, you know? Um, and I will say that as, as, as a parent to a son that is autistic, I know how they are. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and like, so like if that would make more sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? That would totally but, clear up a lot of questions, but I think he's just, <laughs> he just comes off as someone who just doesn't, he, he's like disconnected from everything. Yeah, which I mean, maybe that's what they were trying to go for too, you know, because you know there is there is that psycho aspect to it, and you know, I said he kind of comes off almost like Norman Bates. He uh, he's very nonchalant about a lot of things, um, but he's also a fucking Boy Scout, you know. Yeah, um, he's got manners and and whatever the fuck. Um, but <laughs> there's just, but the, but but it doesn't make sense, uh, you know. I, Maybe they were thinking if if he acts nonchalant about it, then you'll suspect him as a killer, uh, which they really don't need to do that because he's already a suspect. Yeah, you know when you watch his movies, that's the, the it's usually oh it's the it's a, the main guy. Okay, I'm going to watch him for a little bit and see what the you know uh, what's going on with him. Exactly. Um, this one was just like oh we're just going to make him just eh he's one of those guys. He just doesn't worry about anything. Yeah, like even when his girlfriend shows up, he's just like, "Oh, what are you doing here?" And she's like, "Don't yeah. you recognize me? It's me, your girl Julia." I'm like, "What is this conversation? Like, does yeah. he forget things? Does he have a memory issue? Is this like 51st dates, but way back before?" 
<laughs> like his his brain resets every day so he forgets right. who everyone is what the fuck is happening yeah or does this guy just it almost comes off like he he doesn't care about anything really other than the music but well i mean yeah <laughs> but even then he doesn't seem to put in a whole lot of time like he told tony oh i'll record that tape for you tomorrow and never does any of that is never seen doing anything remotely close to that it's right back to well i think these girls were murdered yeah i'm gonna be detective bruno for this i think i would have liked to have seen him call the cops them come in and be like look if you don't have any kind of proof we can't really look into this but you know you are a person who just came in here and you're stating this so you seem to be kind of a suspect to us yeah so it's kind of odd you know something they didn't even wouldn't even have to come back into the movie until later maybe you know you get that one cop who comes back around like hey found anything you ever heard from those girls you said went missing or were murdered according to you something yeah but yeah the only thing we get is him running around trying to do his detective thing and he's not good at it yeah and then and then you know they, they they slowly kind of uh take away different suspects um the uh the janitor uh you know he they 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 make you realize that he's not the fucking killing I mean, which i didn't really think he was in the beginning anyway i mean like yeah neither did i i yeah, immediately just, was like he's he's too you made him too weird for me to suspect him so he's already not yeah. on my list yeah and then you know he 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 ends up finding the bodies in the uh that that uh container i don't know what it is he's fixing something or whatever and the yeah it's something to do with the in. the pool purifier yeah because they've yeah, been talking about ever since kati went missing like over the next day or so there's like oh there's this weird stench and you're like oh where what could that be well you find yeah. out it's the bodies that are in there causing this smell which you, which why wouldn't nothing... you already think that <laughs> oh people were missing why would bruno go oh there's a smell I, you know, there's blood out in the yard when I went outside. Yeah. This Katya, I think she's been murdered. That might be the smell. We need to figure out where it's coming from. Nope. It's going, no. Oh, there's a weird stench. Oh, we got a new pool purifier coming. They should have I'm had sorry. that one character that, that could have been like, hey, you're stupid. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, because I mean, come on, man. Like, that's just, that's just too, because like, if I was in that situation, the first thing I'd be like, mm, we probably should comb around a little bit more yeah i mean it's a it's a big it's a big place like kind of you know uh mansion type place with uh you know plenty of room to hide bodies and whatever like and dude we learn we've learned when it comes down to like serial killers if you're smelling something funny you probably shouldn't ignore it i mean fuck john wayne john wayne gacy fucking buried 30 something odd people underneath his fucking house and everybody in his fucking neighborhood smelled it and they all believed his bullshit until they realized, oh, he's a fucking killer. Yeah. You know, I, it just goes to show that Bruno maybe isn't the best detective as he thinks he is. No, it's like we've all been around pools. If a pool is smelling like decomposing bodies, something's dead. Yeah. yeah. Something's dead. Your pool should only smell either like, you know, chlorine or if you're not taking care of it, whatever it's- bacteria is growing in it. Yeah. That's it should never smell like a dead body have you have you ever have you ever smelled what it smells like when uh, a pool hasn't been used for a while 
and uh, uh, possums and raccoons and stuff end up drowning in it, and nobody cleans it up forever. Not that far, but I I've caught the smell of one. We used to have one of those above ground inflatable pools in our backyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, the blue one with the inflatable ring and all that. Yeah, yeah. And it got missed getting cleaned a few times. And I went out there and caught a whiff one day. And my nose doesn't work that well. I'll just come right out and say it. Yeah. But I caught the whiff of just the the funk from the <laughs> the the scum that was on the surface and the algae and everything. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this this thing's done. I'm gonna try and clean it. I'm gonna try and throw the chemicals in there. Nobody use it for a day or two while the pump cycles and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Luckily it came clean. I had to use three different filters through the pump for it. But yeah, I've been hit in the face with that, but not, not animals that have been in there. I, uh, I had a buddy when I was a kid that, uh, they had this big above ground pool that, uh, we always, you know, we always swam in all that stuff. And when it was around time to open it back up, um because there was all these like trees around where they you know right above the pool and all that and there was uh i guess it was two or three possums mm-hmm. and a couple of raccoons had fallen in or something and oh, they wow. were pushed in the filter or some shit and oh. it, it was it was just nasty like i fuck knows how long they sat there and the smell like dude neighbors were complaining on it and everything and then finally when they opened it back up they're like oh shit yeah, somehow these motherfuckers got in here and uh drowned and just started rotting so the oh. water that had been sitting in there forever uh was a nice shade of black green and uh, like like very it was it was gross i mean shit was growing on the fucking you know and yeah, they yeah, were yeah it was bad <laughs> we we actually we were we were we were we were the ones told to clean it up and we got about halfway through. We told his dad, we're like, dude, we can't do this. Like, we don't give a fuck that much. Take us to the public pool. Fuck this shit. We're not doing this. Yeah. That, that sounds we're in like sixth a recipe. grade, dude. Yeah. It sounds like a recipe for some cabin fever type shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, completely. I mean, because like anything that, that's dead, um, that's immersed in water for the longest time, um, it's it's it has the same appeal is going into a building that's been abandoned for a year and no one flushed the toilet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like even the smallest animal when it comes to a a pool, um, they're there. It can, it can, I mean, one animal, one single fucking animal can make a pool turn into the most disgusting thing. Um, and, and in this case, you have two dead bodies and it takes way too long for anybody to even realize. I mean, okay, granted they're, they haven't been there that long. So I don't even bother. They're really smelling that bad. Um, they don't even, they don't look, the bodies don't look uh, decrepit. They don't look like they're no. decaying and nothing like that. So like they could have done a little bit better with that for it to be like, a, Oh, what's, what smells so weird. You know, it's like, well, yeah. nothing, nothing I- yet. I would have preferred if when the caretaker was taking that bottom plate off mm-hmm. that as soon as he got down there, he was like, Oh, something's real bad. I smell it more here. Like something like make a face or something. Yeah. And then as soon as that opens, like, and you see the hand, just have the hand look like it's decomposing something running out of it. Dark liquid, something they should have. And just have him maybe just like leave. And you hear him like starting to retch or vomit. 
off screen something. He, I, same, yeah. Uh, that's he just got scared because there was a hand and then opened the top and was like, oh, there's the two dead girls. Yeah. Well, I mean, like even uh, a good example of this, uh, a tragic example, but uh, you ever heard of the Cecil, the Cecil Cecil Motel, whatever you want to call it? The girl mm-hmm. that uh, that drowned in the uh, the water system. You know what I'm talking about? I, uh, it sounds somewhat familiar, <laughs> but I may be confusing it with something else that I've heard. A uh, girl goes to stay at this this hotel, Cecil Hotel, uh, Cecil, whatever you call it. Uh, it's an infamous hotel. Um, Richard Ramirez stayed there. Jeffrey Dahmer had a room there. Um, a lot of bad shit happens in this place. Holy and, shit. And this girl, there's a whole documentary. It's not a very good documentary, but it, there's a documentary <laughs> about it. Um, where this the this girl, it actually, you've probably seen the actual video of this shit. Uh, famous video, infamous video of this uh, 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 Asian girl. Um, she's probably, I think she's in her early 20s. Um, she uh, uh, She's in an elevator. And she keeps walking outside the elevator, and, she, and it looks like she's being followed by somebody. Ah, uh, yes, I know. You know the what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I've seen the video. Okay, yeah. So what happened after that video was she disappeared, and people started complaining about the water tasting bad. Oh. Um, people started. Uh, there was there was uh, accounts of people talking about the water um, uh, having a brownish tint to it when it came out, and. They uh they end up having to go up and check it out, and when they opened up the latch, they found um they found this girl floating, and she had been in there for a minute, and uh, oh. she was she was yeah she was decomposing, um and you know I, I I would say that water that's the thing water almost makes things worse when it comes down to that you know because. Yeah. You know, you know, you, you put your hand, you know, you, you're in the shower or the bathtub for, you know, 30 minutes. What happens? Your your hands and your body turns into a shriveled mess. Exactly. Right? You're starting to absorb yeah, right. that water. So I can only imagine what her corpse, because uh, they've never, I, mean, I haven't seen what her corpse looks like. I don't think they ever released what it looks like, but yeah. I can only imagine that she was fucking bloated and busted. Like, uh, and that's, you know, yeah. which, I mean, it's a disgusting fucking thing to think about. And it's fucking horrible. Um, but, um, uh, that makes, you know, that makes more sense. Like, okay. You, you've been in the water system forever. People are, you know, there's, there's brown fucking goo coming out of the sinks and all this shit, you know, like, why couldn't we get some of that out of this? Like yeah. a little bit more. I think that's a problem with a lot of these fucking movies is they don't go with fact on how things are. Um, when I write, I try to make sure that I, I look up certain things because I don't want to sound like an idiot. Right. You know, somebody's been dead for a week in a fucking, you know, in a pool system or whatever the fuck. Well, okay. They're going to be fucking rotting and bloated. Their skin's fucking busted open and shit, you know. Uh, yeah, especially uh, that's when you know, you know, that's that that's when you know that they're going to smell if they're in the situation in which they were in this. They're not rotting. 
They're just yeah. they're they're bloody, but they're not rotting. Um, I'm sure they I'm sure that they would have a small uh, stench to them, maybe. You know, I mean, because a body uh, after, depending on what the temperature is, a, a human body, a, a human cadaver, it it doesn't take long for the body to start going into, you know, uh, the process. Yeah. You know, and, you know, so there, I guarantee there's probably a little smell. But, man, in this movie, I just don't see that, that it being that bad to where they're like, oh, something just horrible. You know, I I think they could have done a whole lot better with that, made it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that- if they were stuck in something that's a part of the pool filtration system, there should have been water in there. Mm-hmm. That should have been kicking back into the pool and changing the color of the water. Yeah, something. Yeah. None of that happened, nope. and obviously, <laughs> it's it must be warm enough weather wherever they're at for people to want to go swimming. Yeah. So, or for all the water in that tank to be fucking just dried up. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, if it's that warm, something would have been going on with those bodies. They wouldn't have looked so fresh and pristine, aside from right. the blood on them. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, and this is going to sound fucked up to say, but they still look fuckable in that. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, mm-hmm. uh... yeah. And some people say, well, it was 1983. <laughs> it's like, that's not an excuse for that. Yeah, no. That's like I get which, as far as some of the effects work, but the explanation of oh, there's this stench, and then two bodies that don't have any signs of decomposition, like it doesn't add up. Yeah, yeah, it's it, that's 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 kind of a, a ridiculous scene in it. Um, that I think they could have done better with. Even if um, they wouldn't have tied it to the bodies and had them in there, and they would have found like a dead animal stuck in there. See, and the body that, that would have been else. good. Yeah. You'd that, be like, that oh, made sense. that's the smell. Okay, maybe those girls weren't killed. Maybe that's not the smell. Okay, it was just a dead animal. Yeah. And then if it still lingers after that, you'd be like, oh, wait. Something is going on. And then show us something that looks a little more gross. But Yeah, which I mean, that, that would kind of be like the, the black cat. You know, mm-hmm. like it's always like, oh, there's that the suspenseful moment. And you hear something and they open up a closet. You know, where they open up a cabinet and for some fucking reason, the fucking cat's in the cabinet and jumps out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that would be one of those moments that they could have they could have made it like that. They could have made you think, oh, this is what this is. It's not what, you know, and then go back and show you, oh, this is where this is where that smell was. It wasn't a dead animal. It wasn't this. It was this. They kind of they kind of fell flat on that one. That yeah. was kind of that was kind of poor, uh, poor suspense telling on that one. Because if he would have opened, you know, caretakers working on that pump thing and he opens it up and like a dead animal falls out of there that somehow got in or somebody stuck in there, whatever. Yeah. Okay, cool. That explains it. And then if it would have been him walking off and then we see another area and they pan over and there's a body. Yeah. That's looking like it's decaying. It's like, oh. Yeah. They don't know, but we know. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, I think I think pieces uh, going back to that. I think pieces was good about about that kind of throwing you one way and going the other. Yeah, you know uh, that's that's you know I, I think that's actually an important thing in, in, in giallo films and slasher films is uh, well I would say giallo just because there's more of a of a murder mystery. Yeah, you give us little tidbits, but other people are still trying to figure it out. 
Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, you give us those little clues, those little breadcrumbs, and we're like, okay, we can solve this before the characters do, or maybe at the same time. Yeah. It's I think Blade in the Dark just kind of missed on certain things for Man, me. Man, yeah, I, I, for me too. Um, I, this, I guess this was uh, this was Lombardo, Lombardo Baba's uh, second film yeah. that he did in the Giallo genre. I don't know if it was the second movie altogether, but it was his second contribution to the, the genre, I guess. Um, and, you know, so, I mean, like, I, I, how do you live up to your dad? <laughs> you know how, how do you how do you, yeah. how do you live it tomorrow you know how did how did luigi feel you know <laughs> you know Mar- mario bob is your dad and and it's like uh you, you might want to go back and and take a a, a gander and just kind of pick up some things because i mean like let's there's no there's no mistaking about it mario baba uh was um a kind of the king of this shit i mean yeah. There's no, there's no qualms about that. I mean, if, if you if you want to go back and see some of the original uh, giallos and and some of the original scares and the, the stories that went along with it, um, uh, Bob is the one to go for. And you know, this also goes down to uh, 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 David. Uh, fuck, 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 fuck. Hold on. <laughs> I've, can, I've done that. I've done that before. You're trying to make a God, point. Fucking just... kills me. Well, it makes me look like a fucking asshole because I fucking know these people. <laughs> like I'm fans of these fucking guys, you know, uh, uh, fuck Cronenberg shit. There you um, go. his, you know, his son, um, you know, he did, uh, uh, infinity pool. Mm-hmm. Um, that was his second film. Um, and I, I look at Cronenberg like somebody would look at Baba. Um, he had his certain tropes. Uh, you know, he, he has those certain things he makes sure he puts in um, and he kind of follows the uh, the pattern if yeah. you will and when it comes down to alright well here's the offspring what are they, what are they bringing to the table and uh, uh, I'm not sure if I've seen any other movies I'm, I probably have and just didn't know it um, from Liberto Um I might have to. I might have to look. I, it, it, can you look up to see how many movies like 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 Liberto Bava had done? He's um, directed twenty eight. Demons and Demons two stick out to me because I've seen both of those. Oh, okay, okay. See, that's that's where I'm gonna. Um, that's where I'm a fucking asshole. I didn't realize that he did Demons. All I thought about was uh, Argento. Yeah. Same because it's so tied to Argento, but he only well, I think was a producer on it. He was a he was a presents thing. It's like yeah. uh, uh, you know, like Eli Roth presents Hostel. Yeah, you know, Eli Roth didn't you know? Or was that? Oh no, Quentin Tarantino. There was some movie because I know Eli Roth did Hostel, but like there was a you know what I mean when they yeah. they, they kind of shared. They're very it's it's like oh a lot of people think that oh well this person no no it was just they're presenting it. And that's because they're producers and producers can say we present it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Hey, yeah. I have a lot of clout right now. If I put my name on this as presenting, it might get somewhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He also directed a uh, devil fish from 1984, which I've only seen on mystery science theater 3000. So oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. I want to say that I've seen that. I used to love watching that show. 
I I still will find myself going back to episodes and watching. There's a there's a YouTube channel that does marathons where it's like nonstop twenty four hours. Yeah. Of 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 that shit. Yeah, it's fucking. They great. also have their own app now called uh, for the Gizmoplex. So you can get the newest seasons. You can get whatever previous episodes they can acquire without wow. rights issues and you know all sorts yeah. of things. They have those available. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. So the story of Devilfish is a marine biologist, a dolphin trainer, and a research scientist, and a local (laughs) sheriff try to hunt down a large sea monster, a shark slash octopus hybrid that is devouring swimmers and fishermen off the South Florida coast. It started out like a joke. Yeah, yeah. Marine biologist, a marine biologist, and a pope walk into a bar. Yeah, I saw that and I went, wait a minute. He directed Devilfish? He directed it as John Old Jr. Uh, so I'm sure he's like, look, I don't want my I don't want the Bava name attached to this. So that didn't last long though, did it? Yeah, of course. In the internet age, we're <laughs> all gonna find out exactly who it was. <laughs> well, I mean, you can only go far. Like, I mean, if you're trying not like okay, like uh Stephen King. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh Joe Hill. Um Joe Hill is completely the carbon copy of his father. Um, There is no denying. You look at those two and you know. It's like Joe Hill looks like his daddy and Owen King looks like his mommy. That's pretty much how that goes. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, but Joe Hill, I mean, he he wanted to make sure that he was not in the limelight with the, you know, he didn't want to ride the coattails of his father. Um, yeah. but your father is also the most uh, adored um uh, horror writer of all time. Yeah, he's uh, how is that icon- gonna stay in the shadows? A renowned icon. <laughs> it's like so. I mean, I, I appreciate it, I appreciate it, but uh, at the same point, you know, I think I think that that's, that's probably you know, I think that's probably what with uh with Lumberto was was probably thinking was like well i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this with my, i'm gonna i'm gonna do this without without dad mm-hmm. and then then it was kind of like well maybe i need dad on this one <laughs> yeah maybe i need the name i was given and that movie was done after a blade in the dark so i wonder if he was like it's it's a paycheck i'll just direct it real quick just give me and just give me a credit as this i've because he directed under that name once before as well mm, okay so and you're probably right about that i mean that's I would say, because I don't know 100%, but I, I would say that, like, you know, um, well, considering who some of my friends are, um, <laughs> one in particular, um, you know, when it comes down to offspring, uh, you know, you, you, you know, again, Stephen King, Joe Hill and all that and, mm-hmm. uh, and Baba and his kids and like. You 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 want to get out of the limelight from them. You want to have your own spotlight. You 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 don't want to be, um, you know, because everybody expects something of you, right? You know, um, you know my my buddy Cameron. You know who I'm talking about. Um, you know he he's 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 been a writer. He's been a director. Um, he's you know he's he's done this that, and the other and. Now he fucking runs one of the one of the the, the best restaurants here in Mount Sterling, <laughs> and and uh, and he has tried to, even though he he doesn't uh, he doesn't hide his last name, mm-hmm. 
you know, because uh, his dad, and I'm not even going to say it. If you if you know, you know. Right. Um, but like because of who his father is, um, a very well-known um, uh, horror icon, the godfather of some things, you know. Um, you know, he, he, he still tries to, you know, he, he wants to have the, the name because he wants to carry on the legacy. Right. Um, in some way or shape or form. Um, but also at the same point, not, you know, he doesn't want the name to always be his dad's, um, and make it his own. Right. In some way, shape or form, which also goes back to the restaurant here in town. Um, and, and it's hard to do. Um, because I mean, in some cases, um, well, in his case, I mean, he was shunned by right. a lot of people, um, because of dumb shit and things I won't get into, but, um, but you know, it's like, it's not always a good thing. You know, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you gotta get a breakaway, you know, and that, you know, and that goes back to Joe Hill, you know, and I don't blame him whatsoever. Because uh, a lot of people are like, oh, man, you know, if Stephen King was my dad, I'd make sure that my name, you know, King right there. And it's like, mm, would you uh, do you do you want to be uh, known as a, a hack writer that it just is writing on his dad's coattails? Not mm-hmm. meaning that you're that that's what you are, because Joe Hill's a great writer. If yeah. you've ever if you've ever read uh, Hard Shape, uh, Hard Shape Box. I haven't read any Joe Hill yet. I've been meaning to get to it. Dude, hard shape box. I'm that's that's I got shields. It's a good book. That's, that's the one I've heard from book. everybody to read that. That's like I, I think I think because I I've I've read that and I I have it's not really the same, I guess, because I haven't read the book, but like I've watched uh uh Horns. I did I did see the movie Horns. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous, it's kind of funny. The whole scene with uh, uh, <laughs> in like the the office, like the he's waiting in the waiting room, and that whole fucking scene, like mm-hmm. you know, it, it's good shit, you know. But uh, uh, I I can't hate on somebody for trying to get away from a name that mm-hmm. is very well known, and I also can't fucking blame somebody for wanting to make sure that it's known who they are because they want to keep the name alive. Right. Some people you know, are like, look, I don't, want the, I don't want the amount of stress that comes with having to try and live up to the name that's already been established. Right. By my, you know, mother, father, whoever it is. Yeah. I want to make this on my own. But then there's others that are like, look, yeah, I'm, I'm using my name because that's my name, but don't mm-hmm. let me in with who came before me because I'm, walking my own path i'm doing my own thing exactly don't compare me to someone else because i do things my own way you may see some similarities but i'm my own person i'm not a carbon copy right i mean because there's gonna be similarities you know uh that that, you know that's like looking at my kid like he he, he's got his own little personality you know but he's me through and (laughs) through you know um although we had a talk today um, I was I was showing him the uh, the cover of of my new book Going to Hell, and uh, he liked it and stuff. And he was talking about the us doing a book together. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, yeah, we could totally do that, you know. I because I, I have no problem. Like, I would love to put out a book that's just like a kid friendly horror goosebumps thing that my kid helped write, you know. Yeah, and I told him I was like, but you know, you're gonna have to you're gonna, if you're gonna be on the book, you're gonna have to be Dax nasty. 
He's like, I don't want to be Dax Nasty. I'm Dax Daniels. He's very, he's very particular about his name. Um, mm. He has a, uh, uh, he has an uncle, if you will, who gives him shit constantly um, about his name because he would be like, oh, uh, tell that kid Max. I said, huh? And he, oh. and it's, it's, it's a whole thing. And Dax is like, my name's Dax, and it's just because they have such a a good relationship. It's one of my really good friends who's mm-hmm. you know, um, but. Uh, but, you know, it's the same, it's the same fucking thing. Like, you know, you don't, there's certain things or certain aspects of it. You're like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be called that. I don't yeah. want to be known for that, you know? And I, you know, I, I, when I, going back to this movie, um, I don't think it was horrible. Um, I actually think no. that in a way I like it more after we've talked about it. Um, I still don't, I, I still don't like, it's not a movie that I would watch a bunch. Right, right. Um, like, if this was on, you know, like if I flipped on Shutter, you know, they do the live TV, and it was on, and I'd be like, okay, I'll just yeah. leave it there, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I mean, even though there's still, like some ridiculous bullshit in it, um, it's not a bad story. It's not a bad story, um, mm-hmm. and and that's important to me whenever I watch a movie like this. It's like I want to know the story of it. Like, if I like the story, then the story's fucking ridiculous. Um, it, you know, going back to opera. Um, you know, like I, I, I think that that was a killer story. Mm-hmm. I think that it was, a, it was yeah. a good, it was a good written story. Um, that again would probably play out even better if it was a book. Um, which I, I I'm agree. pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that some somewhere out there there is that opera, uh, novel ripoff. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Because I mean, like that's that's that, that's a lot of what. It, extreme is is like just kind of taking uh your your favorites in the the film industry and just kind of turn them into words yeah. um but i i think that this movie had so much potential and they didn't they didn't even i, I don't know if it was excitement um you know if, if this is if, if this was his second film mm-hmm um what did you say it was this was his second film this was uh his second giallo second giallo let me pull up here because he's directed 28 films total mm-hmm. and this was his this was his fifth film okay fifth film second in giallo i should say one two three Fourth film, fifth directing job because he did direct an episode of a mini series. Okay, so fifth directing job, fourth movie that he directed. All right. Well, I mean, I think I think for for it to be um, his his second Giallo, um, I don't think he did a horrible job when it came down to it. I mean, like I no. take it away, t- take away the the elitist attitude. Um, that, guy, that guys like us have. I mean, we're picky motherfuckers, okay? I mean, we really are. Um, but, you know, taking away that, you know, some of the stupid shit, you know, it's not a bad story. Um, no, not at all. It, you know, it, it, yes, there is some ridiculous shit in this movie. I mean, we've, we've talked about it. Bruno. I think Bruno is my biggest problem in this fucking movie. The, the end sequence to this gets ridiculous, but there yeah. is one really cool kill. <laughs> There's a really cool kill of Julia 
where you get you she gets stabbed through the back by this yeah. long ass kitchen knife. Yeah. And it's coming all the way out the front. Like all like of the blades from the front. I'm like, that wouldn't happen, but that no. freaking gnarly. No. You'd have to in order for that knife. I mean, it was a big knife. And mm-hmm. you know, and, and she's not a very you know, she didn't seem like she was a very big girl. Um I it but wouldn't the thing have pierced is, her all the way through unless he shoved the handle the exactly. majority through her He would body. have to exactly he would have to have at least half of his hand with that handle going through her back mm-hmm. in order for that to go so far through her like yeah, that. Now it, not a bad scene, but I mean the facts the, the, the I mean that's just kind of the facts of it. I mean it's kind of ridiculous, but it it looked it's a cool visual. I'll give it that. It's a cool visual. It doesn't make any damn sense. And Bruno, again, he goes over to her like, Julia, Julia, nonplussed that she's dead, not upset or anything. Right. There's no emotion. Like, wait, dude, this is your girlfriend, apparently. Come on. Like, you you love her. You, like, you want to spend like, the rest oh. of your life with her. She's dead. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, are you okay? I'm like, do you see the giant ass knife sticking out of her chest? Of course, she's not okay. Yeah, but she's not doing too hot these days. You might want to give her a couple hours. You know, you know, come, you know, go, go get some Chinese food. Come back, she might be all right. No, like she was pierced right to the fucking heart. Like it's yeah. pretty. Br- I mean, I don't know. I mean, thinking about it, I mean, you could. I'm thinking about how how big the knife was because I mean it was a decent sized knife. Yeah, it's it's probably about the size of like uh like a carving knife. You know, right. probably like a seven or eight inch carving knife. Yeah. So maybe it could come through a little bit, but not as like the full blade that we saw because we saw right. the entire blade mm-hmm. and the handle on that thing was, you know, a standard handle that you would see on a kitchen knife. Right. Yeah. I'm going to make a steak tonight. I need to, where, where my knife go? Oh, it's in, it's in Julia's <laughs> chest. <sighs> Like, uh, yeah yeah okay um yeah jesus and another Go part on. of that end sequence is yeah. when bruno hits what is revealed as tony in drag as this linda character who we, i don't think we ever mentioned uh, well i was getting this, to that actually actually uh we need to pause real quick again yeah go right ahead and then we'll get to this one. okay i paused it just to be safe you're good um yeah so we're, we're 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 kind of at the end of the movie yeah and the entire movie we're told about the previous time it was this linda and sandra knows about this linda person it couldn't be the same one i knew what could it be apparently it is but anyway, <laughs> let's let's talk about sandra's death real quick because she gets taken out in a it, it's fucking ridiculous it is <laughs> but i like the idea of being strangled with her own movie she was strangled with film and then buried in i don't know how where all this film came from right but she's buried in this pile of film and julia finds her is like digging through and sees her face is like oh no oh my god (laughs) oh my god (laughs) god damn it like yeah like I, i i the the okay um, I like a good strangulation like anybody does. Um, yeah. But I don't know. 
because I was sitting here thinking about that actually when uh, uh, I was revisiting certain scenes in the movie before we got on here. Mm-hmm. And that was a scene that I was looking at. And I was like trying to think how sturdy is, is you know, is that kind of film? Because um, I remember as yeah. a kid, um, as a kid, my dad had um, the old school, you know, uh, roller uh, audio video uh, mm-hmm. setup. I know what you're know. talking about. And, uh, man, that shit was fucking delicate. Uh, it would get ruined if you, if you literally did not have it rolled up and put in the fucking, um, container thing, um, that it would be ruined. So I don't know. I don't know how, when it comes to strangling somebody with that shit, like, how does that work? Yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? there was layers to it. So it was like a bunch of film that had been like layered together. Yeah. But still, I, I don't know if you could strangle somebody with film. Cause even I, mean, I took photography classes and on old 35 millimeter film, mm-hmm. even when I was developing it, you had to be careful because that shit would tear so easily. You know, I'm going to actually, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to phone a friend. <laughs> cause, cause here's, Here's the thing. Okay. So my buddy Whitman, who mm-hmm. I do graveyard talk with, he, he occasionally is on video store clerks when he's able to be. Um, he, he's a photographer, Whitman photography. Go check him out. Um, so I'm really curious about this. I'm going to, I'm just going to, while we're on here, I'm going to. Yeah, gonna go right ahead, me. man. Hang right, on. Whitman, I am on Skewered Universe podcast, and we are discussing when it comes down to film the actual film itself is it possible to strangle someone to death that you think with uh uh with film um if so but i don't know just let me know send me back a voice message so we can figure this out because the curiosity is here how durable is uh, is film? Would it be able to actually strangle somebody? Uh, you you being the photographer that you are, I figure that you would be the best one to ask. So if you would be nice enough to send me back a voice message on that, that would be great. So we we, we we'll see. He he doesn't do the voice message stuff too much, but we'll we'll see what his answer is on that. Yeah. Um, because because he is a photographer and he he knows certain things. I I, right. I don't think he's ever strangled anybody, <laughs> with, you know. But like but durable wise, you know, because he has been around all that stuff a lot more than yeah. I have. Um, so you know, because that was something I was trying to figure out. I was like, it's an interesting idea. She's dying by her own film. Mm-hmm. There's metaphor there, fucking just saturating, you know. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if it's I don't know if it's plausible. I don't know if it's plausible. Yeah. It's one of those things like, what it? I, I like the idea of it. I like the visual of it. I also like the touch where she kind of turned back and the look of recognition on her face. Like she realized who the killer was in that moment. Yeah. And then that was it. Yeah. That was which, it. Which, which, let's, let's actually go ahead because we haven't really talked too much about that. Is the, the, the going back to the psycho aspects of this movie mm-hmm. um you know we've talked about bruno being um very very norman bates like which yeah. I, don't kn- I don't know i wouldn't be shocked if that's what they were going for because of how 
uh, the the killer being Tony ends up being found. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he you know, he how we, we see him just just kind of like Norman Bates. Yeah. Uh in the original psycho. You know, the that in scene, man, that is probably I get I I got chills right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a lot of chills tonight, apparently, but uh <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. I do I really honestly have goosebumps. Um because that in scene in Psycho, um, where you kind of all the all the questions are answered. Right. You know, Norman comes running down. He's got that look on his face. He's you know he, he's dressed like his mother, and it's kind of like ooh, like I like I'm not kidding. Like I, it hurts so bad because mm-hmm. of like the chills. Because because I, I, even though I even though the original Psycho is not my favorite, Psycho Two is king to me. Um, I get that. The, the ending of Psycho, the original Psycho, is so moving, if you will. Yeah, the, uh, that reveal that you're talking about is yeah. Even if you know going in, you're like, "Oh, Norman Bates is the killer." But if you haven't seen that reveal, it's like, "Oh, this guy's completely whacked out of his mind." Yeah, there yeah. is definitely something wrong here. Yeah, I, man, I, I almost guarantee that Psycho was a huge influence on this movie. It would have to be. How could it not? I mean, Bruno I mean, does come off very Norman Bates esque. I mean, the only thing else that would have hit at home is if he would have walked out with a plate of sandwiches and milk. <laughs> which, which right. is such a weird thing to offer people anyway. Here's some sandwiches and milk. I'm like, oh, psycho. <laughs> I get psycho. <laughs> um, let me think of ODB on that one. <laughs> should we, should we oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, Give me the mic so I can take it away. Um, but uh, I love ODB. Um, but uh, but yeah, like I mean, even even okay. So like in this movie in question, uh, Blade in the Dark, um, when they show Tony dressed in 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 woman's clothing with the wig and all that stuff, um, even though he looks, like, <laughs> even though he looks, he looks like a, a fucking. <laughs> Little Annie Orphy, or little little, little, <laughs> little, little orphan little, Annie, little orphan Annie, with a um, black wig instead of a red one. Yeah, um, like the like the, the whole the whole outfit kind of looks like something that like Shirley Temple wore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just like, the the scream and the crazed look on the face. It's like what yeah. the hell? And, and see, in that like, I wasn't see. That's the one thing. Even though I already figured out in my head who the killer was, I wasn't expecting that. Um, they show, they show that there's a possibility of a woman mm-hmm. throughout, especially the last like thirty minutes of the movie. Yeah, because you get glimpses of like the, the full shadow. figure, but she's yeah. Even you get like obscured through glass. You get the dark hair and the outfit. Yeah. You're like, okay, it's a woman, but who is it? Right, or it's somebody presenting as a woman yeah and we've heard these phone calls throughout the film with you know a weird voice you can't really pinpoint if it's a masculine or feminine voice it's just weird yeah you know it's not donald duck new york ripper weird but it's just it's almost like black christmas weird dude that's what i was gonna say yeah okay we're on the same page there yeah 
Which, which actually, a uh, 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 a statement I was going to make earlier about about that was, um, even though Black Christmas isn't considered because it's not Italian, it's not um, the usual thing. Um, it's got a lot in common with Jello. Yeah, a lot. You can you can see where the influences come from because it's very much the same way. It's not completely a supernatural thing. It's very much a whodunit. Mm-hmm. It's like an American version of a Jello. It's just uh, yep. we tend to call them slashers. Yep, which is and very much very similar. Except it's it's the it's the mystery aspect that that separates. Yeah. I mean, like yeah, you you have you have certain slashers that that uh, uh, make it obvious, you know, who the killer is. Um, but I mean, even if you go down to like the original Friday the Thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not my favorite, but um, but I, I still hold that movie with, with high regards because it was uh, it's creepy, um, and it still gives you the idea of like well, who's who's doing this shit. Yeah. Now, of course, I mean, like you know, the movie, you know, everybody knows, you know, it's not Jason killing everybody in the, in the original. Right. Oh God, did I did I ruin that for somebody? <laughs> well, then you should have fucking got off your ass years ago and watched I the mean- first one. Um, I, before I even know. saw the first one, I knew who the killer was in the first Friday the Thirteenth. I mean, if on. you if you watch Scream, you should have already known that fucking shit. So oh God. I can't even I can't even I can't even uh, 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 give anybody a fucking get out of jail free card uh, yeah. if they've seen Scream. So mm-hmm. yeah, fuck you, you know. <laughs> but um, but there's a but but there is a a, a a mystery to it all yeah and that's the important part i mean because i mean even even the original friday the 13th you could say was inspired by giallo because of the murder mystery aspect of it it's it's very similar there's a lot of first person shots Mm -hmm. of them coming in and people going oh hey what are you doing here people recognizing who the killer is and we're still in the dark going wait who is it well who's doing these murders who is this? Why? Why are people recognizing who it is? Yeah. See, then that's also that. See, this also this also goes back to uh, the Godfather of Gore, uh, Fulci. Mm-hmm. Um, Fulci was a weird character for the simple fact that he wasn't like everybody else in Giallo. After a while, nope. Uh, um, you know, New York Ripper Giallo. Um. Don't kill or don't touch or don't torture a duckling, Giallo. Cat in the brain, Giallo. I would say. Yeah, but it's, it's goes, classified as Giallo everywhere I look when it's available to stream. It's classified right. as Giallo. Well, see, he also got because he's you know he was an Italian horror director. You know, what I mean, like, but I mean, but when you look at like Zombie and the Beyond, City of the Living Dead. Like that's not people will call it Giallo. It's not. Those yeah. are straight up fucking like horror movies. Because Giallo, the the important thing about Giallo is the mystery. Exactly. It's like reading a pulp novel, you know. And that's what it's all based off of those yellow stories, those yellow covered yep. stories. I mean, Giallo translates literally to yellow. Yeah, there were those mystery novels that were written that were yellow covers. Yeah. That's where that, this all stems from. So there has to be the mystery aspect to it. 
For it to be giallo. For it to be yeah. giallo. If there's no mystery and it's straight up horror, that's a horror film. So if you're trying to classify zombie two <laughs> or zombie as a no. giallo, no. I mean, I'm I'm not trying to sound like a dick or anything, but you need to go read up some more. It's true. I mean, that, that's and that's I've actually gotten this argument with people before. Um, because I mean, like us fucking, you know, horror fans getting stupid arguments over dumb shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're really good about it. Um, <laughs> and, we, oh, and, yeah. we're, and we're oh so passionate. Like I, I am, I am guilty as well. Uh, completely. Same, um, same. but like, you know, but I, I have had that conversation about like, what is Giallo? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, what characterizes something as Giallo? And that is the thing that I come up with is it's a murder mystery with uh, extreme scenes. And it's yeah. very, you know, it goes back to, uh, you know, the the uh, community that I'm a part of in, in the literature world of extreme and splatterpunk um, that like, you know, because there, 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 there is there is some I'll go ahead and throw this out here. There's uh, there are some really good uh, extreme splatterpunk esque books out there that take from the old school pulp uh novels and whatever you know the old detective mm-hmm. novels and but they add a little bit extra to it you know and i love that i fucking love that um but you can't you can't you know i, I love fulci but when it comes down to 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 hardcore giallo films uh, argento I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, I, Fulci is, I mean, he's a huge influence on me as a writer, you know, visually, um, story, plot, aspect, that kind of thing. Like, you know, uh, the weirder it can be, the more fucked up it is, go with it. That's right. how I look at it. That's the, the Fulci is, uh, he's, he's not just the, the, the godfather of gore. He's also a very big reason why I write the way I do. Yeah. And uh some that. people some people would be like, why? <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever, you know. Um I say why not? Right, exactly. Um but you there's only a few movies in his uh in his uh uh filmography that could actually be seen as Giallo. Right. You know. And because we, we, we know who's killing in zombie, so there's no yeah. there's no giallo behind that at all. Yeah, you know? and and that's one reason why I like doing this giallo month in January is I was not and I'm still not well versed in the genre of giallo, mm-hmm. so I wanted to learn about it. The best way is to jump right in with both feet Fuck and yeah. start learning. Yep. And I think there's a huge sect of horror fans that just think Italian horror. It's giallo and that's not true exactly giallo can fall into horror but it's still its own genre altogether yeah and that's and it yeah uh it's really funny <laughs> when uh i've gotten into some stupid arguments in my day when it comes down to horror moves haven't we all yeah <laughs> um because, like, you know, I, 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 like I've stated the past like 10 minutes, I'm a huge Fulci fan. Right. Okay. Uh, Fulci is and will always be considered the godfather of gore in my eyes. And nobody could ever take that away from me. Um, I will stand on this hill until I die. Um, 
but there's a lot of people that don't actually know what justifies as giallo you know um and i've always said it you know the you got Dario argento and, and you've got fulci okay and argento fits every criteria when it comes down to what is giallo there's the mystery there's the uh there, there there's the uh, explicit sex there's the explicit you know uh throat cutting scene or um you know weird torture scene something like that right um and where you're you're going who who did this what's going on and Fulci was just straight up like oh uh eh, well this is what's happening over here <laughs> yeah. there's not there's not much mystery you know uh Fulci at well, always my favorite. His gore was was the best, and Argento uh, has always been um, uh, his hammer work and his his lighting, mm-hmm. you know. But when it comes to Baba, uh, when we talk about Daddy Baba, mm-hmm. um, which he, I will say, I'm not well versed in in Mario Baba, so oh, I'm I'm getting there. Jeff. I'm getting there. I know. Yeah. I know Blood and Black Lace is on the list to watch this year. Oh, God damn it. You better have me on some Mario Baba episodes. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, no. If you're, I mean, th- th- that's, the, that's the thing. If you're going to tackle, if you're going to tackle Giallo, you got to start from the beginning. You know, I mean, like, I, there's, there's a lot of good uh, directors in giallo that you know that the, the, the forefathers or whatever the fuck um but bava you know what you're getting into oh yeah um bava had a bava was great at, at storytelling you know he there was something about the way he shot his films that were haunting um they were uh at times very very disturbing um He's the king of it. I mean, when it comes down to 100%, I mean, Mario Baba is the king of Giallo films. And there's nobody out there that can tell me otherwise. Not one motherfucker. Okay? Yeah, we, we, we've got a few others around here looming around that, you know, they, 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 they're right underneath them. But Baba is the fucking man. And his son, his offspring, continuing that mm-hmm. and and eventually not going against the name i mean for fuck's sakes baba what a cool last name i mean yeah I mean, get much chuck baba please chuck baba <laughs> yeah that is your new name going forward you are now chuck baba chuck baba, chuck baba nasty um yeah like you can i mean if anybody is anybody that knows about horror and Baba's name is spoken. You know what you're getting into. Yeah. And like, like I already know, I haven't seen Baba's work, but I know his influence. I know what I've seen scenes from his film. So I know what I'm getting into. It's hard dude. not to with someone who's so prolific as Baba. If you dive into Italian cinema and I'll and say can- that because it's more than just horror and giallo, you know, <laughs> There's yeah. a lot more to it than that, although that is the most popular fare, mm-hmm. I would say. Oh, yeah, 100%. Similar but, to like how a lot of Japanese stuff, it's Japanese horror, and then there's the other side, like the lone wolf and cub and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. 
That's typical. Um, what the what what are you? Because I have to. God damn! I gotta I gotta try to get you to do this. So the M's of the of the year, <laughs> um, is is none of them Mario Bava month. You know, I never thought about that, but uh, maybe uh, May. Uh-huh. Maybe May. Dude, if you do a Mario Bava month, I will be on every episode. <laughs> If, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I know everybody wants to hear let's, me constantly. Let's, uh, but you know what? Let's 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 workshop that. Let's let's, let's well, put that. I, yeah. I think it needs to happen because I because I mean I I love Baba, um, and and the thing is, there's only been um, a handful of movies from him that I've seen. Uh, I I that I love. I mean, they're they're good shit. Um, so, and you being somebody that who hasn't experienced the storytelling of Mario Baba. I feel like it's necessary. Yeah. In the words, in the words of, uh, of Reverend Maynard at the end of undertow, <laughs> um, this is necessary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's see about, let's see about may. We'll see about that. Cause Mario I mean, Baba do, may I'm down. We can do Giallo any time of the year. For this one, I'm trying to pick strictly like not necessarily ones that everyone knows. Like last year, Black Billy of the Tarantula. Mm-hmm. I remember like three people on Facebook saying, "Oh yeah, I've seen that." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, "Okay, good." I picked one that not a people have seen. New York Ripper is one everyone knows of knows of it. But yeah. I was like I I just need to get it off the list. Uh, you know? True. Yeah, it's not New York Ripper is. Uh... I would say that when it comes down to to Fulci and and, and uh, uh, Giallo, that is his Giallo opus in a lot of ways. I can see he, that. I mean, because he didn't deal with that mainly. I mean, him and Argento were head to head. You know, yeah. what I mean, and fucking Argento paid for his funeral. Yeah, Argento it's made crazy. sure that he had a good funeral. He made sure that his name was mentioned in anything that they had anything to do with each other. Yeah, you know, and that's why I have a lot of respect for Argento. I mean, he gets a lot of shit. Uh, his family gets a lot of shit. Um, but but uh, yeah, but, yeah. but I mean, we won't even go into we we won't go into that. But yeah, yeah. I rest in peace, Anthony Bourdain. Um, but I, uh, I love yeah. a lot of Argento's stuff that I've seen. Uh, I'm a huge Suspiria fan, but I look mm-hmm. at Argento and Fulci as two sides of the same coin when it comes down to the horror stuff. Yeah, of course. The Argento side of the coin is these beautifully shot, well-lit, horrific scenes that are grotesquely beautiful. These yeah. bright colors, the splashes of blood. It's gro- It's It's disturbing, but it's beautiful. And it's great to watch after smoking a bowl. Yeah. In the I, dark. I can see that. I have not done that, but I just might. And then you, you go should. to the Fulci side of the coin, and it's you're watching it going, oh God, what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? And then you're like, this is gross. Oh God, she's getting her eye gouged out. Oh fuck, what is happening? Especially yeah. watching the Beyond. The Beyond is one of those, <laughs> like, what the fuck did I just watch? But right. You find yourself but, wanting to go back to it. But that is and I've watched just... it like four times and I fucking love it. <sighs> I love the beyond God. What a good fucking movie. My first copy of the beyond, uh, was not the copy that was called the beyond. It was called, uh, uh, seven doors of death. 
Oh, that's I, right. I bought it for fucking seven dollars at Meyer on during Halloween. Each of the doors. Yep. <laughs> and I fucking fell in love with that movie. And then years later, I found out about the Beyond. And I was like, oh shit, I gotta check this shit out. And I watch it. I'm like, yeah, it's the same fucking movie. <laughs> and and did that movie that fucking uh, that to me. I would say that the beyond and zombie are Fulci's masterpieces when it comes down to yeah. that. I'd say the beyond is such a mind fuck. The story is more consistent than anything else he's ever done. Yeah. Zombie is just how gross can I get? How fucked up can I make some of these visuals? Can well, I get people to be squirming in their seat throughout yeah. this movie? Yeah. And the beyond is like, can I have people questioning reality? And yeah, yeah. You did See, there's, a, there's a whole thing. <laughs> um, I actually wrote into Joe Bob. I don't know if I ever do you ever see the video of them reading my letter? I did see that. I did yeah. see that. And and that was a, a the whole thing was I was on a, a, a another podcast and we were talking about uh Fulci. We were talking about Seven Doors, or we were talking about The Beyond and uh, uh, City of Living Dead and um, shit. City of Living Dead, The Beyond. Fuck, what's the other movie? Oh, House by the Cemetery. Yeah, I was thinking uh, House by the Cemetery. I'm like, I don't know if that's it or not. I don't want to say it. (laughs) And we were, you know, we were were discussing uh, these movies and whatnot. And we came down to the two the the realization that even though Fulgi did not mean to do this, um, they all connect in some way, shape, or form. Those four movies connect. And um Fulci was just, I don't, I don't know. I, he was a mess of a fucking direct, director. Uh because he didn't mean for us to all go and 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 put those movies in order. Mm-mm. Um, because if you because honestly, we'll go ahead and do this real quick. If you put because we're talking about Giallo and we're talking about Italian film and stuff, so fuck it. Um, if you if you take House by the Cemetery, mm-hmm. okay. House by the Cemetery, it ends with you know Bob and the little girl and the old man going off. Okay. City of Living Dead. Uh, you have a preacher who dies. He hangs himself. It's a whole fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then there's this weird motherfucker in there named Bob. So you look at it like, well, Bob from House of Thousand, or House Thousand Corpses, <laughs> wrong movie, <laughs> uh, from House of the Cemetery, um, has grown up. He's been mm-hmm. in a different dimension, and now he's even more fucked up than he was beforehand. I mean, he's there's. I mean, there's a scene with him with a fucking blow up doll, um, in City of Living Dead. It's like it's bizarre. I don't even know why. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what kind of medication Fulci was on when he made that fucking movie. But whatever. I love that movie. But mm-hmm. again, it's a fucking mind fuck. And you take you take all that shit, and then you go to the Beyond, and the Beyond takes you to the end of it all the very end of it mm-hmm. we're all gone there's yeah. there's nothing left we're all we're all we're all done and 
if you take it a step further, uh, zombie shows. Um, here's the thing about zombie. Zombie came out at a time when George Romero, the godfather of zombies, of the walking dead. Not that fucking show, I'll tell you that much. But he is responsible because that's where the fucking influence comes from. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Zombie <clears throat> showed us how they came to America. Zombie showed us how the zombies attacked. Mm-hmm. Now, Zombie was also a fucking cash grab. No fucking oh, yeah. doubt about it. No doubt oh, about yeah. it. Fulci knew what he was doing. Dawn of the Dead was uh, he was doing he was it was doing all right, and he decided to fucking make a movie to show how it happened. And I think that as a horror fan, as a, a an undead fan, I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I I think that you can watch Zombie and then watch you know Dawn of the Dead right afterwards, and they kind of fit. You know, yeah. you know that that kind of shit. Um, well, I mean, I think know, that was part of the marketing too. Is you had zombie, zombie two, and they're like, "Oh, these go together." And those people are like, well, well, "Not really," but there is a through line there if you really look. Right. Which I mean, which is is sad because <sighs> Fulci didn't uh, when he passed away. It wasn't a very glamorous. Uh, he didn't. He wasn't living a gl- very glamorous life. Right. Um, you know. There, there's there's a documentary called Fulci for Fake that I highly recommend. Um, it, it is subtitled. Um, there's interviews with his daughter on there and other mm. people in there, and it's being narrated by a guy who is playing Fulci. Um, and the, the the thing with it was that Fulci always knew where he needed to be he was kind of right. like when he went you know because he started out in the in, in the the uh the western shit and and some of that stuff and then the horror stuff broke and he knew that he he knew that that, that if he if he wrote on the coattails a little bit that it might be something and it, and right. it was you know, he he actually gave us a, the 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 greatest fucking like because there were people watching Dawn of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead, Day of the Dead, all this shit or whatever, and uh, that that watch Zombie and go, oh, this is how they came here, exactly, perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't give us you know the, it's not a, a oh well, there's a you know, nuclear explosion and the dead's walking. No, um, he actually gave us the zombies that. Um, that I think about, um, mm-hmm. you know, the because you know it, it takes place in fucking Hades or someplace Africa or something, right? You know where where it all transpires and then moves its way into America. Um, <laughs> when it comes down to the sequels of that, eh, no, thank you. Uh, Falsy had nothing to do with those movies. Yeah. Uh, that was that was Argento being nice. Ar- Argento had a lot of. See, this is the thing about Fulci. Sorry, I know this isn't a Fulci episode, but whatever the fuck. No, perfectly fine. Um, 
Yeah, that was the thing about Fulci. Is uh, Fulci had a lot of um, the guy was bitter. He mm-hmm. was he was bitter. He was pissed off. He wasn't he wasn't said to be the nicest fucking director. That's the um, reputation I've heard. He that he could be very. He was a douche kind of a nozzle. Dick. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he had his women that he preferred. Um, and old girl that was in City of Living Dead, House with the Cemetery. Uh, he loved her to mm-hmm. death. He was very obsessed with her. Um, but when it came down to everybody else, he was very, very mean. He was a very, uh, uh, you know, people, people talk about Stanley Kubrick being a dick. Um, Fulci was said to be basically like times that by 10. Jesus. He was a moody son of a bitch. I mean, he was. Mm. I mean, like, if you watch Fulci for fake, I mean, there's a lot of people on there that, that that knew him. And uh, you know, but he and in the end he didn't he didn't die um in a uh very not a very what's 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 the word I'm looking for? He didn't die in a very honorable fashion. His right. health was bad. He lived in a one-bedroom apartment that was fucking not that great, and you know, and it's it's actually really sad because he didn't, you know, he didn't really get to see the the fandom, right? You know, I think I think if if uh, if Fulci was here today, I think that he would love to know that his movies were. Oh yeah. You know, something that that all of us horror geeks appreciate, you know, mm-hmm. he he died like a common person. And you wouldn't think that for somebody who was so prolific. Right. With the films he's made. Yeah. So to know that, oh, he didn't really have a lot. No, he, he was just like, oh, God, you know, and, and then it also came down to him and him and Argento, like they didn't. They didn't get along. Uh, and it wasn't because of Argento. Argento, uh, you know, they, they towards the end of, of Fulci's life, they got along a little bit. They had talked about doing, th- there were, there's actually, fuck, there was a movie that they were supposed to do together. I can't mm-hmm. remember if that was Zombie 2 or if it was another one, but they were supposed to do it together. And it would have been amazing to have Argento and Fulci together. <laughs> And our uh, uh, Fulci's health got so bad, and then he passed, mm. and that's why that's why Argento paid for his funeral arrangements. You know, he made sure that people knew who he was, and I think that and that, yeah. that I always have utmost respect for Argento for that because he yeah. didn't he didn't fucking you know act like he was better than or nothing like that, and you know even though his movies you know did better. And they came out more than Fulci. They hit um, more of a main with a mainstream audience, I think, than Fulci did. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely, one hundred percent. You know, there's there's uh, there's a lot of honorable shit with that, and I uh, I'll, I'll always be uh, appreciative of that because uh, as a Fulci fan and somebody that that I will stand up for Fulci a thousand percent every time. I don't care what you fucking want to throw at me when it comes down to him. Yeah, he was a dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was sexist. Yeah, he uh, some of his movies didn't make a lot of sense. 
but I have fun watching every one of them that that came after Zombie. I didn't. I don't yeah. care for the old shit. I didn't give a fuck about that, you know. But you know, you can't. You can't. Uh, I've got. I've got a sticker over here on my my closet, and it's mm. the same sticker I had on my Jeep that I recently got rid of, and it, and it was. It says the same thing, and I fucking will always one hundred percent fucking stand by it. Fulci Liz. Nice. But nice. But I think that going back to Baba. Um, I think a lot of the the new school, the 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 <laughs> horror fans that you know are finding it about Argento, they're finding it about about Fulci. I think the Baba's getting left behind. You know, yeah. Uh, I think that a lot of you know, which I mean, that is that's the beauty of Shutter because Shutter's got a lot of Baba on there. Yeah. Um, and I. I I think that more more horror fans in the younger generation need to check out Baba. I, I really do. I mean, I, I it's sad. Yeah, you know, I uh, I will go one step further than that and say I think a lot of newer horror fans, those just getting into it, those who are into more of the new school stuff but want to learn more, go back to the foundations of yep. horror and learn about all aspects, the international stuff, go back to the hammer stuff Fuck go through yeah. the old universal stuff. You know, I know people who are like, well, I won't watch a movie because it's black and white. It's like, well, you're missing out on some really good stuff there. It's like, fuck you really. You're not going to watch it because it's black and white. Eat a dick. It's like there's a lot of good stuff in black and white. There's Fuck a yeah, lot dude. of good stuff in those old movies. There's a lot yeah, of good you, stuff. You, you ever watch Nive Living Dead? You ever watch Nive Living Dead in color? It takes it just, away from everything. It takes away from everything when you watch it colorized. Mm-hmm. It was meant to be in black and white. Yeah. That way Romero could use the uh, the syrup as blood. You know what I mean? Like, we don't always need to be remastered, yeah. you know? That, and that's what pisses me off about but a lot of things. Yeah. You know? And they, that's, they, they, that's one thing I try to do is go back through and kind of where did this genre originate that I love so much? Exactly. Okay. What other countries were doing stuff that was so different? Okay. Italy's doing a lot of crazy stuff. Japan's doing some crazy shit. China and Indonesia. There's so many different places that have all this stuff. But yet the influence stems from one particular thing. Mm -hmm. And it's stories in their culture. Yeah. And yeah, it's throughout all of it and whether it's ghost stories or it's giallo stories whatever it is this horror genre is so full of different things yeah but i think it's it's best for people to go back and just take a moment watch some of that old stuff exactly and even though it's black and white some stuff might drag a little bit but it's worth it to see something and then be able to have an opinion on it than to just go, oh, well, I won't watch it because of X, Y, and Z. Right. I mean, I'm I'm of this mentality. Don't hate watch something. Right. Because you're never going to have a good time. Take your expectations, lower them a lot, because a lot mm-hmm. of times your expectations are going to be so high, even the biggest blockbuster film is going to let you down. Keep them at a realistic level, and you're going to find movies 
that you really enjoy that may not be the best out there, but there's going to be something you find that you like. Yeah. And even oh, if somebody goes, oh, I, I don't really care for that. It was kind of boring. You'd be like, yeah, but I really like X, Y, and Z about it. I like what they did here, or I like the effects work that went into it. The story is kind of lacking, but the effects were great. Yeah. So, well, I mean, the thing is, the movies that we have these days, um, the good ones, you know, they're, they're kind of retellings of the old school, you know, mm-hmm. um, and there's, I've, I've been more open-minded about newer horror films, um, the past, I don't know, 10 years, maybe, maybe more. All right. <laughs> trying to be somewhat uh it can be hard open-minded times. i get it you know um well i mean a good example okay and this is this 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 to me um it just kind of shows the uh ignorance um or maybe not ignorance I, I, i'll tell that back i won't say ignorance but the simple mindness mm-hmm. of society and how it is um there's a movie out you've probably heard of it i don't know if you've seen it but it's called Saltburn. I've heard of it, but I have not seen it yet. Okay, I want you to watch Saltburn. Um, <laughs> um, I was all about watching this fucking movie. Okay, I was told that there was like scenes in it that were really shocking and blah 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 blah. And I won't go into what it was because I, it is I a, did is see it, your post and you didn't reveal anything about it, but I saw your post well, about it. But go I, I go believe, ahead and elaborate on what you're going to say. I believe that the movie itself is one that somebody you should watch. Give it a watch. Um, but I couldn't find very many redeeming qualities in it. Okay. Um, it's it was a regurgitation of the talent of Mr. Ripley. That's pretty much what it is. It's vomit. Okay. It's basically, oh, the talent of Mr. Ripley. There you go. Here's our version. Um, and I hated that movie too. I haven't seen it. So uh, you've never seen the talent of Mr. Rip. No, wow. no, there was a time where those kind of movies were coming out and people were like, Oh, it's so good. It's this Oscar nominated, whatever. I'm like, fuck the Oscars. Fuck the Oscar. Exactly. I, like, I want to see people's heads exploding. So I'm going to go watch scanners. Cause I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> or I'm going to go check out uh, feast. Yeah, you know things like that i was going to blockbuster and finding the most obscure shit or renting dvds (laughs) from netflix so i missed out on the talented mr ripley because i was like eh. well you had other now it's like uh, yeah it's not i mean it's one of those movies that like i mean you know matt damon was just now coming out being like you know mr fucking sex symbol and fucking you know robin williams fucking that shit you know uh what was that fucking movie he was in it was a the the, the big movie him and ben affleck um oh uh goodwill hunting goodwill hunting yeah yeah um you know uh, talented mr ripley uh interesting story obsession blah 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 blah. saltburn very similar okay um there's been so much shit oh i love this movie this is my favorite movie now blah 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 it's trendy bullshit. It's trendy bullshit. There's nothing original about it. You know from the beginning of the movie what's going to happen at the end. 
Okay. Um, I, I honestly, God, I, I we don't have to do a podcast on it. Okay. But I want, <laughs> I want you and Leanne to watch Saulburn. Yeah. Okay? I think we're, we're going to get to it sometime here. I, I, I I'm not I'm necessarily gonna get, for the show, maybe, but. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't have to be for the show. But I'm curious what you all think about it because I'm going to watch it for a second time here soon to make sure that my feelings for it are the same. Um, but it, it goes back down to what what society is seeing as good, you know, um, and forgetting about the originators. Because, you know, just even though Talented Mr. Ripley was a piece of shit movie, in my opinion, as well, it was the original. And people want to forget about yeah, it. I can see that. When you when you watch Saltburn, um, I'm pretty goddamn sure you're a smart fella. <laughs> you know, you're a smart fella. Uh, Leanne's a smart woman. I'm pretty sure you're able to figure out at the very beginning of this fucking movie how it ends. And if she's, you don't, I'm gonna I'm gonna virtually smack you in the head because <laughs> goddamn, she'll figure it out. She's the brains of the operation. Um, <laughs> the, the, the the females usually are. She's the brains. I'm <laughs> even I'm, if we don't want to let them know that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you know that's why we live a little longer sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> so I was looking up real quick. So talented Mister Ripley came out in '99. Yeah. Right. So to tell you what I the kind of stuff I was going to the theater or kind of catching up on later, maybe the next year when it was released on home video. Mm-hmm. So end of days. Oh, wow. The Haunting Blair Witch Project. Wow. House on Haunted Hill. Good one. Uh, audition. Oh, wow. Stir of <laughs> Echoes. I like Stir of Echoes. It's a fun one. Oh, yeah. Stigmata. I like Stigmata. I do Same like here. And these yeah. are ones that I've seen. I'm skipping over ones I haven't seen. Right, right. So we've got, uh, oh, what is that? Uh, Idle Hands. I like Idle Hands. I mean, so funny. I have the VHS of that still. Yeah, Lake Placid. I love Lake Placid. Now, see, like, I'll mention this one, but I haven't seen it yet. Terror Firmer. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah, I still have not seen it. I have to get to it. Roma, bro. Roma. And of course, we've got <laughs> Sleepy Hollow, The Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. God, I'm trying to see what else. See, oh, the, the Astronaut's Sense. Wife, The Mummy. I mean, these are what I was watching. Oh, Astronaut's Wife. Dude, that was That's, such a letdown. Dude, oh, my so bad. God. It's it so, so bad. horrible. How do you, you have go- Johnny Depp and Sh- uh, Charlize Theron, two of the, the greatest fucking actors of our generation? How do you put them in a movie and it sucks? <laughs> it was it was not oh, what i was expecting horrible yeah acting was good horrible plot and then you've got eight millimeter with oh, Nick Cage. I love that movie. the it's bone so collector which wasn't too bad denzel bone washington was good. That was a good and one. then one movie that i was blown away by in the theater was the 13th warrior never saw it. antonio bent there oh it's it's really good it's it's yeah. a period piece but have you ever uh in high school, did you ever get to read the story Beowulf? No. Or you've seen any of the movies based on it? No. It's basically that story, but done in a way that is far better than what I read. Like a and little extreme? Like, it's like a, a different more take on it. Like the person, the main character in it is a uh, character. It's an Antonio Banderas is the main character, mm-hmm. but he's with these like Danish guys. 
and he's not understanding anything they're saying, but he speaks like so many languages. So he was picking up on things that they repeated and then figuring it out and kind of processing it in his head, learning how to communicate with them, speak their language. And then they're sent to like, go kill. The- it's a whole thing. It's, it's really good. It's this century, like monster kind of thing. It's, I'd say check it out. It's really good. I I love that movie. Okay. But I had a moment in the theater when I realized it was Beowulf. I went, oh. holy shit. And the yeah. girl I went to see the movie with, she was like, what? what? I was like, I read this story in high school. Yeah. Deja vu, motherfucker. Ba- yeah. I was like, holy shit. And then I was just into it from that point. I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. It's it's sword fighting. It's horse riding. It's, it's fucking cool. But... I guess we need to get back to a blade in the dark here. So, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I feel like when it go, go, getting back to, to, to this movie, um, I feel like that it's a, uh, it probably was a labor of love. Yeah. You know, um, cause going back to, to, to Baba, you know, daddy Baba, Papa Baba, whatever you call him. The roots uh, of what his father did so well. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, like, I, I can't, I mean, his second Giallo film, like I said, the more we've talked about it, I actually, I, I, I don't hate it as much. Yeah. Um, You know, I, I, I think that, uh, I think his intentions were good. I think that, I th- honestly, uh, this would be one of those movies that I think should be remade. I was um, going to say the same thing. If somebody took this and remade it, I wouldn't be upset with that. Unless it was Blumhouse. <laughs> it was Blumhouse and fuck you. But yeah, yeah no, I I, I, don't, I I don't have this big a problem with Blumhouse, but but I understand. Well, I didn't either until fucking JB fucking <laughs> opened my eyes to that shit. He ain't wrong. He ain't fucking wrong, man. Uh I I've tried to give Blumhouse a fucking uh go many times and then uh JB proved to me why I should hate these fucking movies. So I will, (laughs) I will stand by my assessment this far that everything I've seen from them has not been (laughs) terrible. No. And even I'll, I'll say this, the recent black Christmas movie they released. Don't you tell me anything good about it. Here's the thing. It should not have been named black Christmas. You name it, anything else, you name it, anything else. And it's just fine. No, it's it's a fine movie. It's not Jeff. the best. It's not the worst. Jeff. I have seen far worse movies. Jeff, this mo- movie, it's ridiculous. Do you, do you made, you made, but okay, okay I hold on, see hold what on. they were going for. It is oh. not a. It should not have been named Black Christmas because it has nothing to do, other than it's set at Christmas time and there's a black liquid that is causing men to act the way they are. What I get the message they were going shit. for. I know it's not going to be for everybody, but that's the beauty of it. Horror nope, is that nope. genre where everything is not for everyone. Jeff, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and do this. I love you, buddy. Okay? I'm just going to do that. <laughs> hey, um, right if you're trying now. if you're trying to no, 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 if you're trying to tell me the Black Christmas 2019 would have been good if it wasn't a Black Christmas movie, I'm going to say that you need to go back and rewatch that movie. I don't want, I don't tell anybody to rewatch that movie. Oh, reason being, no, hold on. Hold okay. On. Make your reason point that I will, I will counter. Okay. The reason being hmm. now, a lot of horror movies have uh, a political nature behind them. Mm-hmm. They have some kind of agenda 
or whatever. They have some kind of motive or whatever when it comes down to these days. <clears throat> the problem with Black Christmas 2019 was the fact that they took a horror movie, okay? And instead of making it a horror movie, they made it an agenda film and they disguised it as a horror film. They took every trope they could have politically that was going on at that moment and shoved it in that movie. Okay. They didn't worry about the plot. They didn't care. They were trying to fucking get some kind of goddamn fucking agenda going. They didn't care that it was a horror movie. Okay. They disguised it as a horror movie. Now I have no problem with horror movies having agendas mixed in with it. As long as the horror movie is still there. The problem with Black Christmas 2019 is they took a fucking horror movie and they fucking wrapped it so hard in their agenda and their fucking woke bullshit that it ended up being what it was. There is no horror movie in that movie. It's a one big agenda wrapped into another agenda, wrapped into another agenda to destroy a great fucking movie. Okay. Okay. Black Christmas 2019 is a piece of shit. It is worse than the fucking remake of fucking The Fog. And I hate that fucking movie with a passion because I, I the original Fog is great. The original Fog is is far superior. Yeah. I also and hate for, the remake of The Fog. And if anybody and if anybody wants to be like, oh well, blah, 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 blah. Well, I'll tell you this. I love Black Xmas. Black Xmas, the 2006 sequel to Black Christmas, is one of the greatest fucking movies, like Christmas horror films mm -hmm. you could watch. Oh, I yeah. love that movie. Fun is fun. Here. It's fun. It's great. Why they decided to make the 2019 they did, I'm insulted. They I... they made they made that movie in the time right smack dab in Agenda Field 101. And they and I have no problem. I have no fucking problem, Jeff, with people making movies that have a, a meaning. They have some kind of plot that is against, you know, that goes for this, is against this, whatever. That's fine. But God damn you, if you make a fucking movie, a remake of one of the greatest horror films ever made, just to fucking disguise it as your agenda, then fuck you. That movie was a piece of garbage. Hot, hot, steaming pile of garbage. And I don't fucking think anybody should watch that movie. 100 and fucking percent. And that's how I feel about that. I, because I, see, that is worse. I see your point. I see your point. And you make a lot of valid points within your argument there. Now, the first thing I'll address is I do not think this would be a better film if they changed the name. No. My my point of contention on that is this is not a movie that should have been named Black Christmas because it has nothing to do with, with Black either Christmas. of the right. two films other than there's a sorority and it's at Christmas time. That does not denote using that name. Right. So I'm wondering if this had a different name. And they went, hey, we have the rights to do a Black Christmas movie. Let's just slap that title on here and see what happens. 
Now, I'm not saying this is a great film. I am not saying that the message they were getting through was not heavy handed and it hits you over the head with it. Right. I I get what they were going for. So men men are evil. (laughs) We are are the devils. That's what that movie was. That movie was it was a complete fucking. And to, to be fair, there's a lot of men that are as bad as what they were depicting in this in this yeah film. there are but not every are. man is a piece of shit and that movie that was is trying true. to show that every man is a piece of shit therefore the people that made that movie and the people that were okay with that movie are a piece of shit and see, there's no way there's no reason for that and see i didn't take it that way i took it as hey maybe just be more careful mm. of everyone around you nah. and I guess my point is like I didn't go into it like I heard all the reviews everyone panning this movie I was like okay and when I went in it didn't turn out as bad as I had heard now that's my opinion okay you have your opinion I respect your opinion of course, you came away brother, from it this of course way. of course this is the way I feel about it I don't feel it deserves nearly the hate it gets but I understand where people are coming from but why now, at the same so thing Go on. Because I, I feel they were trying to get a message out there, but they, they kind of missed the mark and were heavy-handed. Two years mm. later, we got a movie that had a message, and it didn't hammer you over the head with it. What it was, was it? subtle. Candyman. I do enjoy Candyman. I that did movie, enjoy Candyman. I've yeah. heard people say it hits you over the head, and I'm like, it no, does. Black Christmas 2019 hits you over the head. No. that Candyman okay. 2021 it hits you, but it's kind of a gut punch. By the time you get to the end of the movie, you're like, oh, Jesus. That last yeah. 10 minutes. This God is, damn. Everything about that is they talk about the gentrification. They talk about all this, you know, mm-hmm. everything that has happened to that community. Mm-hmm. And then it's all tied into these stories and how things got changed. And when I realized that it tied into the original, that it wasn't just a remake, that it was a sequel. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, okay, you got your message there, but you also tied it in and you gave us the horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Black Christmas 2019 just missed that mark. By a yeah. lot. I will admit that by a lot. But I think the thing it's, is, at my age, I'm 44. I'm more forgiving when people are out there trying to get something done. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if this was Blumhouse giving somebody a chance. Like, let's just see what you can do. Like, I think a lot of Blumhouse stuff might be, let's see what happens, because we have a production company that can get your movie out there. Let's see what happens. And yeah, if well, it misses we, we, the mark, eh. But we, they we, still we, got things like the Halloween trilogy they can fall back on that made a ton of money, regardless of how people feel about well, Halloween ends. Shit. Like, I, th- th- that's the thing. Like, I have a buddy of mine, and he is very, like, he always tries to find something good. Okay. He, he's one of us. He, he's a horror fanatic through and through. And he always tries to find something good within, you know, movies, remakes, reboots, whatever the fuck. And he told me straight up, don't watch this movie. It's going to piss you off. Mm-hmm. He's like, I hated this fucking movie. This movie was not. And because I mean, Black Christmas, you know, it, it's, it's a staple. Because I mean, it was before Halloween. It was uh, it was kind of the the first slasher, no. you know. Uh, and if it was if it was Italian, it would have been Giallo, one hundred percent. 
Yeah. And it's not supernatural in any way. Right. Exactly. Um, and so like I watched the 2019 version of Black Christmas finally, even though Chris told me, don't do it. Don't do it. And I said, fuck it, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. And and I I knew your opinion when I was gonna say that, and I mentioned it to JB and Ron <laughs> as well. And JB was like, What? Mm-hmm. And like you, he was like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. And it's no. like I said, I'm, at this point, I'm 44. I in my 20s, I did a bunch of <laughs> you know, bullshit gatekeeping of horror that I shouldn't mm-hmm. have done. And now at this age, I'm like, I don't want to gatekeep anyone. So there's somebody out there who's watching this, who's watched that 2019, and this is maybe their first foray into horror. Well, it's it's not a good foray into horror, but maybe it gets them to go, hey, wait, there's two other movies with this name. Let me go check those out. Yeah. Maybe they'll be like, oh, those are far superior because those are, you know, the killers in the house kind of thing. What yeah. the hell's going on? I mean, well, 2006 gets a little crazy. I love the Billy story and flesh cookies. I I really enjoy it. I love it, but the original is is so much. It's better. superior. It's, it's superior, superior because it's what it doesn't give you. And that's and that's 100. I completely true. I, I I the first time I saw the original Black Christmas, I mean, it, it was an instant favorite. I mean, it was a, a mm-hmm. complete. Is everything that I fucking love in horror movies. I mean, it, you know, you have. I mean, it's a creepy fucking movie. The killer, the the mm-hmm. the calls coming from inside the house. Now that's fucking terrifying. And when yeah. people, you know, that's that's the thing, though. I mean, when people want to take, um, you know, classic films, you know, like Black Christmas. And they and then when Black Christmas came out, um, this is why it becomes an agenda thing. Because when Black Christmas came out, it was um, the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, Black Lives Matter. It was all that shit going on at that moment. And I think that that production companies um, took advantage of that. Yeah, and they thought that they could. You know, bring in something meaningful or whatever uh, to to the genre, and you know, and I'm okay with that. I mean, there are movies out there that I'm okay mm-hmm. with that that you know they have uh, strong female cast or um, whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Like it, it, mm-hmm. it's it's um, it's it's the story plot. It's it's where you're trying to who are you trying to reach you know um the black christmas 2019 just it didn't hit it didn't it it was not you know like you said it it had nothing to do with um yeah the other movies you know so i mean it was definitely like trying to cash in at the height of a movement like hey we have a movie that's very much in line with this let's get it out there yeah, but but it missed the mark completely by a lot completely because you can do something, dial back a bit, make it a little more subtle, mm-hmm. give us a little more horror about it. You can do Black Christmas in a contemporary way, and you can change a few things here and there, but you got to keep the core of the story similar. Mm-hmm. Right, this, yeah. this went and veered completely. Like 
I don't mind if somebody were to take, you know, the story of Black Christmas from the 70s, like they did with 06, and you can update it for modern days. You can update it for 2024. You can have the calls being text messages. You can have, you know, them cloning a Wi-Fi signal, something. You can do it the right way. Yeah. But if you want to have a message in there as well, you just got to do it where there's subtleties there. And well, not then, just hammering the thing over the head. Well, pick a different movie. You know, yeah. like that was not, I mean, Black Christmas. What's it about? It's about a group of sorority girls that live in this house with a drunk ass fucking woman who is the house mother. Mm-hmm. And there's all kinds of chaos going on. There's murders happening. There's a mystery behind it all. We don't know who's the killer. Yeah. All I mean, that. they. <laughs> And the thing is, that's fine. When you bring in a movie that has such substance, okay, uh-huh. Black Christmas is a film that I believe, and I, I'm not, I'm not alone on this. It was the originator of the slasher film. It uh-huh. is an American Giallo film, as much of a fucking cocksuck as that sounds is. Because it is. Uh, it fits all yeah. the fucking things. 2019, that movie was nothing more than agenda. Going back to Candyman, I was worried about Candyman. I'm not a, I'm not a Jordan Peele movie fan. Okay? I can understand that. He's not for everybody. He's not. I, uh, I, I, I'm a fan of, of Pee and Kill. Key and Peel, whatever the fuck it's called. I, I mm-hmm. like that show. And you actually, you get a good sense of the morbid humor that oh, yeah. uh, the Jordan Peele has on that show. Um, But like, Get Out, um, I didn't care for. Us, I fucking hated. I thought it was annoying as fuck. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. That's a fucking stupid, <laughs> mediocre, fucking piece of shit storyline that everybody blew up over for obvious reasons. It's stupid. See, you I, shouldn't, I like you shouldn't, us, but you, I wasn't as as enthralled by it as I was with Get Out. Get Out's Get Out, I think, I think, I think far Gap's superior, but us is still was still fun for me to watch. Well, I mean, a lot of people. I mean, like a, a very hate hated uh, uh, opinion. Is the fact of like, nope. You know, uh, a lot of people hated nope. And honestly, I loved it. I thought it was thought fantastic. It was, I thought it was an interesting fucking way uh, uh, to, to go about a, a fucking alien film. Uh, considering the fact that like, you know, the that oh, spoiler alert um, that the, the spacecraft was alive. Um, yeah, I've watched I've watched interviews with people who and, and listen to interviews with people who had dealt with uh, experiences with the, with the paranormal and with mm-hmm. uh, aliens and stuff that said that they even touched the goddamn thing. And it was like reptilian. Yeah. Nope. Nope was a, a very I think I thought nope was a good story. I thought that it had a, a, a good cast. Um it was an interesting wraparound. Um, I, I didn't care for the last. I didn't care for the last ten minutes of the movie. But I can see that. You know, um, but 
I did enjoy it. It was different. Yeah. It was different. It wasn't, there wasn't, um, I mean, the agenda that it was going for was, hey, maybe we shouldn't be so shitty to animals. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I'm fine 100% with that. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it did it. I think it worked perfectly with it. Yeah. Um, the, the, the problem, you know, with, uh, uh, you know, going back to, to Black Christmas 2019 was, was the fact that there was, at the time, it was, uh, it was a lot of agenda. And if you didn't have, uh, you know, um, an overflow of agenda in your films. Um, I, I, I honestly, um, I'll quote Jeff, uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum on this one. Um, you know, they made these fucking movies and they were okay with it. Okay. And they were like, oh, we're going to make these movies. They never thought for a second that maybe they shouldn't have made these movies. Okay, yeah. so that's not really quoting Jeff Goldman. I was trying to do a little Jurassic Park thing, and I fucked it up. Yeah. But but it's simple as I never thought they maybe should. Should they do these fucking movies? Probably not. Yeah, they only thought we could. They never thought about, well, but. Maybe they should. Should. You know? Yeah. You know? I, know, I know what you were getting at. And we have a very <laughs> shitty way of putting that together. But yeah. <laughs> I'm bad. But yeah, you get the fucking, you get the fucking point. Yeah. And going back to the giallo aspect of, of things. Um, I think that slowly, but surely I, I think that G- giallo style films are becoming more of a thing. There's a lot of, yeah. uh, you know, and, and it also goes to, you know, American films ripping off, you know, Italian films and, and Mexican films and, and, you know all that shit yeah um but there is i mean that you can't you can't get away from the fucking influence of it all you know and i think that uh i think i think that 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 when it comes down to to movies like a blade in the dark it's a movie that no we we're, we're not too keen on it it's not great but it's not horrible either no no, you know, I would, I would much rather have movies like that with that kind of feel. Uh, maybe just a little bit, you know, a little bit better in directing or writing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, come out in theaters. You know, like I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, it has its problems for sure. Mm-hmm. Like there's Definitely. there's little things we can pick apart, like when Bruno hits Tony in the head with a brick. At the mm-hmm. end of the movie to knock him out. Yeah. One, that brick wouldn't have shattered the way it did. No. And two, Tony wouldn't have been back up as quick as he was. No. I've hit somebody in the head with a fucking concrete brick before. They don't He'd get have very been hard. at least concussed, if yeah. not, you know, hemorrhaging <laughs> and twitching yeah. like homeboy that got hit in the mallet in the head by Leatherface yeah. and Texas Chainsaw. Right. There's a lot of bleeding involved. There's a, <laughs> yeah. it's like a, it's like a flow of a river. But um, it, at the same time, like it is a movie. It makes for a more sensationalist thing that the killer pops back up because that's the trope. The killer's right. never down in one shot. No, no, never, never. It always comes back. I mean, like yeah. even in Die Hard, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't don't ever don't ever don't ever think that the, the killer is always done. But the thing is. With Jallo films, a lot of times they are. Like, mm-hmm. 
you know, it's like, oh, they're they're done. Uh, that was another thing I had an issue with, with this movie. Now, I know we're all over the place with the shit, but it is the fact that like Tony's end um, was very quick. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Very, it was very like. Oh no! What's going on up here? Oh, oh! We see this silhouette of a a woman with holding a knife, and then all of a sudden it's like, boom! Dead. Movie's over. Yeah. Oh yeah, and let's not forget about Bob dressed like a girl. <laughs> let's let's let's, oh let's, let's, let's 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 focus on that for just a second. Um, poor Bob. <laughs> poor fucking Bob. Poor, poor fucking Bob. Like like the whole thing, the scene in the fucking movie of the movie that was being shot was this fucking kid being like teased about being a fucking female yeah which would not fly these days obviously no no a, a lot of stuff that was in this no fly these days no but the ending <laughs> um no <laughs> yeah like that's it yeah. was kind of a bad ending i mean, I mean like okay I'm okay with like, ooh, shocking ending or ooh, surprise ending. Why why is he why is he even why is he in the uh real world? He's a an actor in a movie, in a yeah. scene. Um and then all of a sudden, uh he's 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 wearing a wig and he's <laughs> no, no. Yeah, it it got it's there are things that are just not explained, and I get certain things in Giallo don't need to be fully explained, but when you just throw something in like that. Sometimes I do, yeah. Yeah, and the whole, like, Sandra knowing this Linda person, but then saying it couldn't be the same person, but then she based the movie off this Linda that she knew as a kid. Off the golf ball, the, 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 the tennis playing ball. Playing tennis, and there was a trunk of tennis balls. and Like, it, yeah, I don't hate this film. It's kind of a mess, but at the same way, it's it gives it a little bit of charm, yeah, but it's not the greatest movie out there. Nah. I think you have to be someone who's interested in learning more about Giallo to really oh, sit down and watch this. Oh yeah, I think it, I think it's definitely a staple. I mean, like if you're if you're gonna go through uh, you know true Giallo films and whatnot, um, I, it's one of the it's one of the later ones you should check out. But I mean, like I think it I think it deserves a watch. Yeah. Um, cause I mean, it does fit all the kind of the, the tropes and whatnot of, uh, of earlier, uh, Giallo films. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have the traditional black leather gloved killer, but <laughs> Argento and his, it's a mysterious his killer. You don't know who it is throughout the film, unless you pick it up <laughs> like Chuck did. And I missed out on cause I just wasn't paying attention apparently, but I kicked Fucking myself Ar- for that. Fucking Argento killed his own daughter in a movie. Yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. Like the the guy in the black gloves. That's Argento. And most of his fucking films, if there's mm-hmm. a killer with gloves on, it's him. Yeah. Uh, I, I, which also leads me to believe that Jared Dare Argento is a fucked up person. It's it's like, very weird. It is. It's. I mean, because I mean, if you watch the movie, what movie was that? That that. Asia was in because oh. it was a because it, it was it was yeah there's Anthony Bourdain's woman and he, there was there yeah. was one in particular and I can't remember the fucking it was name one I want to say he directed her in it was either a nude yeah. scene or something people were like you know that's weird because that's your daughter you couldn't have had like a second unit director on that yeah or anything it's like that's kind of weird he made sure 
that's the weird thing about him. And that's where the, that's where there are a lot of questions when it comes to Argento is the fact of like, you know, most people, they don't want to watch their kid die. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, don't want to be the one to do it on film. Either. That's the thing is like a lot of people, don't, you know, actors, actors, they don't want to see, you know, their parents don't want to see them die on camera and you're, <laughs> you're killing your kid. Now, I'm mean, at the same point though. I mean, like you, they, I don't know the relationship that that Asia and Dario have. Neither do I. Um, I know it's not great. Um, but you know, for all I know, they had a, a a joking relationship at the time or something, and it was you know a joke that he he killed her in movies mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't stop the fact that it's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say this. Uh, when I first saw Land of the Dead, well, mm-hmm. I liked the movie. Yeah, I was like, "Ooh, that's your Argento." God mm-hmm. damn. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, "Oh, all right." And then I heard all the weird shit, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Man, that's that... like. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, all right." This is nice uh, to look at. And then I was like, "Oh, somebody hit me to what was going on with you know all the stuff." I was like, mm. "Yeah, weird." I- that's uh, kind of weird, and well, not on her. It's on. It's more no, on her dad. Than no, anything. it's more. It's more on Papa. Yeah, um, yeah. Because there were the you know uh, before Bourdain passed, um, you know they were there. She was a leading person in uh, exposing uh, a lot of you know essay, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, in the business and whatever, and a lot of people say that, yeah. that you know had something to do with Bourdain's death. Um, mm-hmm. which was so weird. Like when I found out that like Asia Argento was his woman, I was like, huh. uh, crime solved. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't, I don't fully believe that he, you know. But I mean, there is, there's. <sighs> There's a documentary that came out uh, a few years ago that mm-hmm. kind of leads you to believe that that maybe he did. Right. But considering the fact of what they said, that why, whatever, and then Chris Cornell died, and then Chester Bennington died, and all this shit, you know. So it's kind of a weird fucking thing, but uh, beside the fucking point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, like I, I, I don't hate this movie. Um, wow, it's got a really cool fucking title. I, I love the title, "A Blade yeah. in the Dark." That right there is like it's it, it, it's like my book, "House of Flesh." It's a simple title, mm-hmm. gets the point across, and it fucking makes you like go, "Oh, what is this about?" Well, here's you here's know? here's one little piece of trivia I found because there's not a whole lot of interesting trivia, but Lamberto Bava said he liked the American title, "A Blade in the Dark," far better than the Italian title. House of Dark Stairs. House of Dark Stairs is the original title. Yeah, that's the Italian title. House of Dark Stairs. Um, I actually there's like only that one. Better. There's only two times really that we see those stairs, and that's in the beginning, and then clips from that movie. Those yeah. are the only dark stairs really in, in this movie. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a it's good title. Kind of, it's it's a good title. It doesn't work for this movie. It doesn't work for that movie. No, no, no. Uh, Blade in the Dark works because I mean we have a shitty fucking 
shitty box cutter and uh, that big ass fucking blade that just seems to go through people with no problem. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. No, I, uh, uh, that, that, again, not a bad title, but not wouldn't fit yeah. whatsoever. No, no. So ultimately, I think we're both saying, yeah, check it out. It's worth a watch. It is. I, as long as you know, um, you know, it, it is a fun watch. It, it, if you're wanting, um, if you're if you're you're getting into giallo or uh, you you like slasher films, you like good mystery, uh, you like suspense films, whatever. I mean, yeah, it's a it's a it's a good one to check out. Uh, is it one of the better ones? No, it's not. But what you know, what can you do? Um, I, again, I I would I would have to say that you know. Uh, Give Lamberto a chance, you know. Uh, his his dad <laughs> was kind of, uh, you know, not kind of, but I mean, like a big one of the masters. I one 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 of the masters, yeah, of 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 horror films. Um, I mean, let's let's just fucking hold on a second because we're I, I feel like we're talking about Bava here. I mean, we can't forget Black Sunday, okay? Oh. 1960s Black Sunday, mm-hmm. classic, okay? Blood and Black Lace, Black Sabbath, okay? The all, movie all that inspired the band, mm-hmm. Boris Karloff. Like, I mean, you can't. When my son was three years old, or I'm sorry, he was two years old, before me and his mom split, and, you know, he was having a rough night, couldn't sleep. And me and his mom and him were in the living room and we put on Black Sabbath. And he loved it. I mean, he was a little guy mm-hmm. and he just fucking loved it. And there's a whole point in, in the movie where Karloff's face is just like right there. Like it's just kind of chiming at you, you know, mm-hmm. it's just coming at you. And it freaked him out. <laughs> Um, he, like he kept crawling on his mom, like he was like, eh, you know, but like, but he liked it though, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can't, you can't get away from that shit. Kill, baby, kill. The evil eye. Mm-hmm. The house of exorcism, which is also known as Lisa and the Devil. I mean, barren, uh, barren blood. Yeah, I think a passion for the honeymoon. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, come on. There's just five dolls, five dolls for an August moon. I mean, there's just, I mean, you can go through them. I mean, like, I'm sitting here looking at this fucking shit. I'm just like, God damn, dude. Yeah. There's so many movies of Baba you, you know, that doesn't get half the love and respect he, that he deserves these days. Mm-hmm. And the fact that his son, uh, you know, I tried to keep going. And I have nothing but utmost respect for that because, yeah. you know, you hear Baba, you should know what Baba means. Yeah, Baba is life. And and a part of me just wonders to to close out this conversation on a blade in the dark. I wonder if in eighty three, if maybe just maybe because we had had giallos from the sixties, seventies, mm-hmm. even before. I wonder if it had that same kind of effect where slashers just kind of died off 
in the 80s i wonder if giallo was getting to that point so maybe that's why this movie kind of ended up the way it did that maybe yeah. it was the tail end of giallo's just kind of dying or nobody's really interested anymore because things were changing the landscape of cinema was changing it could be a number of factors but i, I think i say, that, I say oh, check sorry. it out yeah i mean <clears throat> uh one one last note on that real quick mm. I think that if we put more mystery into our horror, um, I think we would have a lot, lot better movies. Um, yeah, that's you know that's that's uh that's that's a favorite of a lot of people that like horror films and whatever is like the mystery of it. I mean, you can decapitate and disembowel and and viciously kinky fuck somebody, whatever. But as long as you have a good story. And yeah. I think that Giallo films have a lot of great stories that a lot of people ignore because of this, that, and the other. And I think that uh, if you're not familiar with the genre, um, start with Baba. Start with Mario Baba and work your way down. And you're going to find yourself either hating them 100% or you're going to love them because I've never met a motherfucker who was in between about it. You love them. You hate them. This wasn't one that I loved, but I didn't hate either. So same and agreed on that point. Yes, sir. So after all of that, why don't you go ahead and, Plug the shit out of what you got going on, man. We'll do it again here at the end okay? because you were nice enough to come on. I appreciate it. Thanks for the conversation about a blade in the dark and anything else we rambled on about. Yeah. So the floor is yours. Well, first off, uh, thank you for having me again. I'm, I'm anytime you need me, man. I, I love, I love our conversations. We have a, we have a blast every time we talk. Um, I'm We, we could probably do an eight hour show. <laughs> Not that yeah. I would listen to it, but you know, <laughs> somebody um, might, and I commend them. Right. Yeah. Um, so what I've got going on these days, uh, you can go on Amazon and check out my, uh, my novel house of flesh. Uh, if you're a fan of, uh, weird satanic orgies in a weird haunted house, check it out. Uh, my, my novella thirsty, uh about a killer soda machine based on true events <laughs> no not based on true events but it, there there actually was um a soda machine out in the middle of nowhere um that women who i've mentioned uh found years ago and he told me about it and i was like i've, I've got to write this mm-hmm. Uh, literally a fucking soda machine in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> uh, it ended creepy. up being ran. It, well, it ended up being ran by somebody a lot nicer than the guys that I wrote about in, in the book. Um, you okay. can also pick. You can also pick up a uh, sludge, uh, the anthology with me, Stephen Bray, or shit, Stuart Bray, and uh, Jason Nicky. Um, it's a, a bunch of uh, fucked up body horror, weird parasites that kind of shit. It's a real fun read and it has two of my favorite stories that I've ever written in it. Dick worm and toxic mouth. Um, Dick worm being my favorite. 
Uh, those are on Amazon. Um, coming up February 5th, um, we have uh, uh, Going to Hell, uh, Fresh Kills Volume 1 um, that is coming out on Unveiling Nightmares Press. Um, really excited about it. Uh, we, we, like I said earlier, we got Audible coming in on that shit. Um, so there's many, many platforms that's, that's being, um, sold at. I, I, and I've got to say, I've got to, I've got to throw it out there. Mm-hmm. Unveiling nightmares. Um, they're, they're, they're pretty new when it comes down to certain things, but they make sure that their, their authors, uh, get their shit. Um, and I, I went from having one place that I was selling my books to now this one book is being sold in like 20 different places. So, uh, Very nice. so yeah, it's a, it's, it's a good start to the fucking 2024, you know? Um, so feel free to check that shit out. Um, my band bastard sons with Judas goat band camp, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of fun, uh if you go to our facebook um there's there's a few um i would say recent shows but they've been about a year now i guess uh close to it that are pretty fun uh, to check out our new album's coming out soon um i would tell you the name but it's so long i forgot it <laughs> uh, it's 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 at least six words and i'm just i just i'm <laughs> draw a blank um so be looking out for that shit um the podcast that I do, uh, our uh, Nasty Nation, uh, which has been on hiatus for a little while, but there's a reason for it. Um, so that's going to be a thing again here soon. I've been kind of taking a break, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes down to that. Uh, Graveyard Talk, kind of the same thing. We've been trying to just, Whitman's doing his shit. I'm doing my shit. And uh, uh, we've been, we're going to reconvene here um, in the next month to start getting some more episodes out. Um, video store clerks every Tuesday, 10 p.m. Eastern time. We talk about horror movies, we talk about comedies, we talk about action films, we talk about a little bit of everything, and it's fucking beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. and and Jeff will, will, will be a guest on uh, what 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 movie did you did you decide you wanted to be on for? Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Ace Ventura. Um, so yeah, so we'll we'll be Jeff will be on for that one. That's gonna uh, be a we, lot of fun. Oh fuck yeah! Uh, Ron Perti will actually be joining us. He 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 uh, uh, on another. I can't remember what movie was that he said, but he is also uh, going to be coming on at some point too, uh, along with a few others. Um, trying to think. Uh, that might be it at the moment. So recap. Chuck Nasty. Oh yeah, go go to my 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 Facebook author page. Chuck Nasty. Okay, go to that. Okay, that Chuck Nasty. <laughs> There's a reason why I'm saying it like that. <laughs> For the love of God, go to Chuck Nasty and check that shit out because I've been getting a lot of weird. Uh, I was already warned about it in the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. I've been getting a lot of weird messages from people and friend requests and uh come to find out that one person that i don't think he's a bad dude but i've been kind of creeped out and he lives literally in my neighborhood so oh yeah so chuck nasty 
Go to that page. Yeah. Hit me we will make sure we link to your author page for Chuck Nasty. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Chuck where Nasty. you go to check out everything Chuck is doing. Yeah. As far as the Chuck, writing, as far as the writing goes, I'm pretty as, sure, right? As far as the as far as the writing goes. Uh so Chuck Nasty, Unveiling Nightmares, uh Video Store Clerks, Nasty Nation, Graveyard Talk, Bastard Sons with Judas Goat. And that's that's it. Yeah. Check all that shit out. Make sure you check all that out. We will have links to everything Chuck talked about in the show notes. As far as Skewed Universe, you know you can find us on all major podcast platforms. Apple, Google, soon to be YouTube Music. That's transitioning this year, so get ready. It's not a surprise. Figure it out. Spotify, Amazon, so get your Echo out and ask to listen to Skewed Universe. You can head over to skewerdhead.com. There you can find links to all the social media we talked about, Facebook, threads, Instagram. It's all there as well as a link to our Patreon where you can become a member and get access to audio commentaries and bonus episodes, all sorts of stuff like that. We have an affiliate link in the show notes as well for anyone who wants to start a podcast because we're a Podbean affiliate. You can use that. That also supports the show and gives you a free month of podcast hosting with a paid unlimited plan. I think that's pretty much everything i have to say oh saturdays you can check me out on tales from the podcast with jb and as ron mentioned ron as chuck mentioned ron jesus i can't even get names straight let's, <coughs> let's try that again shall we let's try it again cutting this out let's try it out saturdays you can find me on tales from the podcast with jb and as chuck mentioned ron Perti as well right now we're going th- we're finishing off the texas chainsaw massacre franchise without okay. the two remakes so the next without the two remakes yeah we're skipping what do you mean? those because we're sticking uh, to the the original timeline sort of are you on that are you on that doing the uh the recent one that is what like, we're finishing off with the 2022 netflix ah uh, yeah i like Texas that one, so. yeah i i'm gonna watch it again and see if i have a different opinion the first time i didn't really care for it but we'll see where i stand now yeah, the the Laurie Strode Sally fucking bullshit. That's my least fucking favorite thing about yeah, that movie. That's, yeah, that's where I was like, really? Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's what we got coming up over there. And tune in for more January's for Giallo here at the Skewered Universe. So Chuck, again, I want to thank you for coming on. This has been a great, great conversation as always. Oh, dude, yeah. I, I, I dude, I have a fucking blast when we do this shit. Same like, here, know, man. You know that. I mean, you know talking that. for you, talking with you for a long time, it just goes, it just flies by. It does. It and does. You're welcome back anytime. As far as everyone else, just keep enjoying that universe. That's a bit skewered. Mm-hmm.